Are they thinking people thoughts, or are they thinking, like, dog thoughts? When I pressed all three buttons, I was like, Oh! Oh, what the fuck? And everyone was just screaming, fuck, and what the hell? Hello, and welcome to the Emotive Pixels podcast. This is our episode for The Walking Dead, season two, episodes four and five. Please be aware that this podcast, like all of our podcasts, is extremely spoiler-heavy. There will be pretty much nothing about this plot that you don't know at the end of this. To begin, I would like to introduce our cast. I'm Nate Stevens. And the question of the day will be, which character were you least sad to see die in these two episodes? Which is a special challenge to Megan. (laughs) My name's Megan, and yes, damn, I really can't pick one. There were so many people I was happy to see die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Megan was happy they all died. Well, okay, I'll take the it back. was least sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't I so much... Say most happy. <laughs> Whoops. I'm at least sad. Oh, the person that we were <laughs> most happy is for sure. Damn. You gotta just, you just I... narrow it down to one. Sarah, maybe? Wow. It's not so much... It's so no, for Sarah, it's not so much that I wanted to see her die. It was that it, I knew it, that keeping her around was probably going to get me killed. So. It kind of was that she wanted to see her die, <laughs> as far as I've been able to tell. Whatever. When you rescued her that one time, you're like, do I have to? You didn't have to. <laughs> I know, but I felt like I had to, and then I regretted that decision. That's pretty bad. Yeah. All right, so I'm Brian. I'm going to reserve answering this question till later because that's a big part of what we're going to talk about. I'm Will Atkinson and Nick. Oh. Wow, that was very quick. Really? <laughs> oh. Nick was so cool. Yeah, Will hates Nick. That's right. That I dude was that. getting laid. No, that was no, Luke. That, that, that was, was Luke. Luke. Oh, jeez. Was Nick the other Oh, Yeah, yeah. Nick. Oh. Oh, Are you sure I, you should be hosting this? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to do the well, notes? You know what? I didn't answer the question, and I have to agree with that because I had completely forgotten his death, which... Is par for the course for someone like Megan, but not for me. I was, I was traumatized. No, I might. That might actually be a better answer than Sarah. I forgot about him. He was definitely. It just felt like everybody was going to get me killed. So if they died, then they couldn't get me killed. Fair enough. I'm just teasing. I get the feeling that Brian and I will be in alignment because I have more to say about the sadness of character deaths as well. Anyway, as to the plot of these two episodes, you begin as you leave the compound, which was a central plot point of episodes two and three. When we were leaving, things were pretty bad. We had just killed the leader, whose name I'd already forgotten, but he was pretty evil. Carver. Carver, by beating him in with a crowbar, which was, you know, got my half-life fix on. And we left, and the compound was swarming with zombies. So on the way out, we had covered ourselves with guts and gore, and it was quite a large crew that we were trying to get through this, like, crowd here. And, of course, things go wrong. Kenny's wife... Girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. I don't think they were technically married. Yeah, you're right. She gets bitten, and at the end of episode three, you, as Clementine, are presented with the choice as to whether or not to immediately chop off her arm with a hatchet. And if I'm not mistaken in remembering, we'll go for the zombie's head. Yes. Yes. Uh, most of us. Well, I think all the three of us. Think, Megan wasn't in. I don't, what did, which choice did you make, Megan? Um, I chopped her arm off. Okay, so we all chopped the arm. And from what I remember, looking at the statistics since the episode breakdown for that, I think a lot of people did that. Like I was but I feel really like, yeah. surprised how many people went for that. Well, when we played it before, I thought before. it was at a different percentage, and then all of a sudden, when I did it, it's at eighty. But I thought yeah. when Nate played it and I watched him play, it was. Well, a very different. They did percentage. this choice before. I think I mentioned on the last podcast that you know you have at the beginning of. Season one, episode two. You're in the. You're as Leah. You're in the forest, and you come across Will's favorite guy, the guy with the uh, varsity jacket, ben. and his friend. His legs in a bear trap, and you can either chop his leg off. They already kind of gave you the thing about chopping people limbs off, so I kind of felt that 
for this choice, it was like most people just were used to it at this point, and it was just, oh, yeah, yeah. go ahead and chop the limb, you know. Yeah. You can choose to do that or not, and I think no matter how that happens, well, yeah, so as episode four begins, you're walking through the crowd, you're kind of beginning to get separated, um, Kenny just loses his mind about how upset he is that, well, you packed his girlfriend's arm off, kind of losing sight of the bigger picture that, well, she was bitten by a zombie. And I think this is the beginning of Kenny's sort of slow decline into whatever mental state he's in for the rest of these two episodes, which is not really very good. But is it even his beginning? Like, Kenny's always kind of I guess this way, he's right? always been a loose cannon. Yeah, just more like a continuation of his decline it's into... It's the final straw. But now he seems more entropic. I felt more nervous with him being around now than I remember feeling in earlier episodes or even season one. And so he is down on the ground crying, freaking out, kind of making a scene. The walkers start to take note. I believe Jane comes in and is basically like, hey, snap out of it. We got to go. And it kind of gets the crew moving again. But a lot of the crew gets separated, and you as Clementine walk, and you bring Sarah along, who's kind of traumatized, understandably, but dysfunctionally. So you manage to escape the heart of the Hold walkers. on, do you bring Sarah? No, 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 no. you bring Rebecca. Runs off at the end of the Sarah, season. yeah, Sarah oh, was the reason that the oh. whole thing went crazy, because she ran off because she was scared. That's right. It's she's... Rebecca you, you pick up who's pregnant. Right. So Sarah had started all of this mess, basically, by running away and alerting the walkers and kind of getting some people on the rooftop of the compound to start shooting. They were yes. already shooting at the zombies. Yes, but they also I don't ended, like ended up hitting... They hit somebody. They hit that Who'd they hit? didn't, wasn't it? Or was it Nick? Somebody I just kind of assumed that people, if they shoulder. got if they got hit, it was just because you're running in the middle of a zombie horde where they're not aiming yeah, at Yeah, maybe shooting. it was Luke, because he did have an injury. I'm surprised more people weren't hit, honestly. And I'm surprised they couldn't make out who was a human by the people on the ground crying, for instance. Well, there's a guess, lot of people. I mean, it, it, I'm also questioning, yeah, maybe. were they trying to shoot the escapees or just the zombies? No, I think that they were just attacking just the, the horde. I don't think they even cared. They would shoot the people trying to escape as well, but they weren't. I don't think they were aiming for them. That I think it was just happenstance. So we make it out of the crowd with Rebecca, who's already, who you know, who's pregnant. She's not doing very well. She's running low on energy. You kind of regroup with, I think you have Clementine, you have Rebecca, and you have a couple other people. You have Jane just at the beginning. Yes. Just the three of you. And then you're trying to find everyone, and you wander off. And basically over the course of the episode, you slowly regroup, and you find that one of the dudes has been turned into a walker at the camp there. He's stuck on a pole. Nick. (laughs) Nick. You find Sarah and Luke, who are trapped inside a trailer. And there's a zombie horde approaching, and they're just, you can hear them shouting from outside. You and Clementine and Jane go in to investigate and try to rescue things. It's basically a bad situation, and you have the choice to either really risk everyone's life to get Sarah out of her trauma-induced sort of shock, shell, whatever, her state of trauma. And when Megan and I played, we chose to actually spend the time to get her we like slap her in the face and we're like just get the book up that's what and i did too yeah. The roof. yeah from what i remember that was a fairly common choice yes yeah i think, yeah. It, I think like it was like 70 that, or more percent which i'm surprised by because i feel like i would not have done that to, yeah. to bring up a discussion about it that's an interesting thing about a lot of these choices in this game is that you presented these choices that if you were in real life presented with that I could see it going totally different, but in the game where you know that chances are, you know, if you make the choice to save her, that you actually will save her and everybody else will be fine because they have set periods, set parts, periods of of the game where people are going to die. So you know that, like I felt there, I knew that even if I stayed and held everybody up from leaving to save her, that nobody else was going to die. 
But in I real life, at the end, I thought Jane might. Yeah, she was the last one out. <gasps> but I, I still just—I yeah. don't know. I, I never, I never thought that anybody was going to die. So it kind of made my choice to save her more easily made. Whereas yeah. in real life, I might have said, eh, there was you know, a, like, I don't know there if was she's no really going to come. Yeah. There was no risk to Clementine. You knew that she can't true. That too, yeah. That's <laughs> something I'd love to talk about in the terms of the design of this game because I personally believe the best version of this game would be designed so that every choice felt, you but, know. But how, like how do you make that without making, again, I think we talked about this before, but it's without almost, making a game where there's 50 million decision paths like it's almost like a how do you make a game that where the main character clementine or in the last one lee before he dies at the end can actually die at any point or other characters can die at any point like is like a balance of the deaths between the characters around you and the downs the death of the actual player for example i think over the course of this game we've seen so many people in our party die but we've never seen Clementine really, truly be threatened. And I think that the balance there, there's, I think there might be just too many people dying around you and you not really being threatened very much at all. So you're sort of lured into the idea that you're safe. So we regroup <laughs> at this cabin. We start fighting the rest of the cast. Rebecca's in intense pain. Looks like she's about to go into labor. Things don't look very good. This camp doesn't really look safe. We're kind of on the ground. There's some tents. Kenny's freaking out in the tent. We're at a Civil War museum yeah, slash museum like campsite. Yeah. It's definitely a Civil War place, which is interesting. It reminds us that we're in the South. And then in an attempt to go search for like a more safe place, I had Clementine choose Jane. And we went to sort of a, an elevated balcony off the side of a building where we walked up like an yes. observation deck type yep. thing. We walked up there and we found this boy named Arvo, who we were like, oh, you're a cool dude. You got glasses. <laughs> you're pretty nerdy. We trust you. But it turns out, not to spoil anything. I don't think that's how that went. No. Go on. Jane doesn't trust him at all. Well, I I trusted him. Yeah, he was so talking to himself. We, yeah. yeah, you well, mean I me? Mean, the player, excuse me. Jane was being a huge defensive, like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, and she like had a gun to his head, and it went. Really and Jane bad. wants to. He has a, a pack of medical supplies yeah. that Jane wants to steal, and Which you can is, choose whether to steal them or not. Right. Which is obviously to be aided in the pregnancy was the goal, but I was like, what? Wait, this woman's going off the rails, which made me trust the boy more. Actually, you have the choice not to steal the meds, but in the end they get stolen one way or another. Um, No. Yeah, because we said we made the choice not to steal the meds, and she chases him off anyways, and I didn't realize it at the time. I figured he had the meds with him, and then later we'll find out that even though we had chosen not to steal the meds, the meds had in fact been stolen because of Jane. The way I played it, so I chose not to, we let him walk away with medical supplies. But at the beginning of episode five, he tells everybody that you stole them. Yeah, but I thought he was just saying that because I never actually physically saw them stolen and we never had them. So either he just, I figured he was just lying lying because, you know, everybody's got the guns. He seemed pretty upset about it at Clementine and she was the one that was being nice to him. So I figured that that choice would have not it would have helped us with him know, later, I, I, and he still. But I don't know where to, like, anybody in her group could, at least for my experience, could have stolen it because we never had them at any point. So I don't know where somebody would have stolen it, and then we just. Never... It was more that he. It was on the ground, and we told him he should go, and then all of a sudden Jane went up and put the gun to his head and threatened to never see him again. And I don't remember him having it in his hand when no, he left. He did for me. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. It may have been just a different. So that leaves I, the question: of, Did he lie? There, I thought he was lying, and that's why I hated him the rest of the. Yeah, we met Arvo, we chase him off. Obviously never going to be a problem again. Totally not a recurring character. No. Um, Possibly have been brought up for anything. NBD. Karushki. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but he may or may not be a Russian. Which... It's, it's spoilers, bad. he's a yeah. Russian. He speaks a lot of Russian. It's not very subtle. In case spoiler, you missed spoiler that. Spoiler alert. You might want to go back and play a little more 
deeply this time. He's pretty Russian. <laughs> not not to be critical or anything, just just kind of a thought. Name uh, Arvo, because he yeah, doesn't give it away. Uh, well, so I kept thinking it was Arco. I was like, what is who's going to sell <laughs> cheap-ass gas? Oh, sorry. So we're up at the balcony. We chase him off. We go downstairs. We invite Rebecca up to our lovely abode on the balcony. No, no. For, no first, you invite no, Luke. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. How could I forget <laughs> the copulation? Okay, so yes. we invite Luke up, and then we leave, and things are going to be fine, and nothing inappropriate is going to happen. Let's get it on. Um, as Clementine later describes it, they did kissing stuff, Yeah. which I completely agree with that description. It seems like what would happen. Except it didn't. Except as Wait, Jane no confirms, there was yeah, no there was kissing. No <laughs> it was a ten-minute fury of non-kissing. After so some Bonnie copulation and... occurs, oh. so we go into the museum and there's a raccoon and Mike Max and Bonnie want to hunt it and eat it, which is a very reasonable decision. And I was like, oh, it's a little animal. And then you kind of fumble around the like the building and it runs out the back. So the next thing that happens of note is we all go up on the balcony Kenny helps frickin' Rebecca give birth, which is nasty, and we had Clementine chose to avoid the vagina at all costs. We went to the wall of dead things that could kill us, because, of course, that's preferable. And the hinges were breaking. Yeah, I did the same which thing. Which was a b- <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> I'm kind of curious what would have happened if you'd stay in now. I, I don't. I, I do not. <laughs> not I imagine thing. Kenny was just like, no, go help him. Yeah. I, think I would think so, right. too, because that's what I thought I w- originally. I was just, I'm not gonna re- what am I going to really do here? It would seem more useful to stop the whole huge horde right. of zombies coming at us then and stop the whole zombie horde you did however temporarily then the hinges on the door started to break and there were problems so you pulled what was it like a oh a civil war cannon of all things was just <laughs> sitting on the balcony and you pushed that in front of the gate and we're like well that solves that problem and then the little supporting beams that were holding up the balcony hold on hold on but but the you you don't actually get the cannon to the door to block it it actually falls through one of the beams and then that's breaks what weakens it yeah you're right and breaks so, half the deck. <laughs> yeah, so half the deck is broken. It's a bad scene. The like cable that holds it up kind of snaps. And right. Sarah gets <laughs> right. caught in, we had, in, the, in the, the debris that breaks down. Yeah, again, that, I was like, well, that happened. Moving they, on. They don't, e- they <laughs> don't even talk about it. They don't, after it happens, not a single character brings it up. Well, I think so much happened. Uh, I don't know. If they, After the baby's born, I don't remember a single person being like, oh, that was really sad. Megan and I did have a Last of Us reference moment where we were like, oh, the balcony fell down. That's kind of a bummer. I wonder if it's like the Last of Us where we discovered in that left behind that they can actually climb, which was the worst thing. Oh, look, they're climbing. Crap. <laughs> I was actually oh, no. wondering that. I would love the universe in which they Scrap. can't walk up steps, yeah. but they could definitely climb. Then the other half of the balcony is structurally compromised and... There's zombies walkers crawling up, so you cut the little suspension cable on this side. It falls down. So we got rid of that, and then we're stuck up in the cabin, all safe and sound. There is a baby that's been born successfully, which is pretty amazing. My and first question was, is that baby white device. or black? Jane takes off. It's black. Yeah, did, Jane Jets did, because... Who's, da- who's the Clementine's dad? Talking oh, I said Alvin right away. I'm getting all the Alvin. episodes blurred together, so thank you, Will. Jane takes off, and... Yep. Clementine kind of happens to wander around and we kind of talk briefly and she's basically like, I'm leaving and she's being all psychologically defensive, doesn't want to build attachments to people. I'm reading into what actually happened because she was basically just like, sometimes you stay around too long and you gotta go, okay, bye. And then she kind of wandered off down the stairs and Clem was like, bye, bye. And then a little bit upset. And then Luke comes in all, you know, heady off of his sexual thing and he's like, oh man, I can't wait to to talk about my feelings with Jane, and then you're like, 
well and he's like what did she go and you're like yep and then i like how you think this is important to the plot but yeah i know you skip you well, skip you like sarah about james departure you this skip exactly sarah dying sarah dying is irrelevant because it's a character thing but you're worried about like jane leaving and luke talking about having sex yeah that's what you think is like the most important just stalling for time because i don't remember exactly how the episode ended i remember that she left and they end up go they end up deciding to go you know, they leave that, that city that they yeah, yes, across the river. Yes. Wellington. Not Wellington. And then they oh. they're, city across the river. The city oh, across oh, oh, the oh, yeah, which is out there. Kenny wants to go to Wellington and they're like, eh. We'll go to this just, town. Just well, there's a town the and they think there's supplies because they're worried that they need supplies for the baby. Right. So you have a choice. You can either. And the episode uh, ends when, when on the way there, <gasps> you get into a shootout with, guess what, video game villains? <gasps> no Russian? That is correct, Will. They are the Russians. What oh, a surprise. They're even speaking dun, Russian, dun, dun. in case it's unsettled to us that the Russians are the enemy once again. Ah. But the big, the big the reveal... The big finish is that Rebecca is sitting there on the sidelines of what almost is a shootout at this point. She's holding her baby in her arms, and it becomes very clear that she has become a walker, and she's leaning downwards in a direction that I determined quite likely to possibly bite a baby, which is not ever a good course of action, especially not if you're a walker. So, if you're Megan, what you decide to do is in the middle of this really tense, hostile shootout situation, you point a gun... And you shoot Rebecca, which of course everyone else is like, "Oh my God, someone shot!" Bam, and everyone. I the did the same thing. Ends. Really? I did I the didn't, same thing. Yeah, I didn't me. even hesitate. Dude, I no. was like, "Shoot her!" And I, then I was like, "That was thing. probably a really I bad like, idea." Hey, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. Exactly. I did the same thing because she was, like you said, she Does was yours pointing save the right baby down. If you don't kill her right away. Yeah, it's you Kenny just takes the shot. It's so, dead. Kenny, okay, so which that's what we... Has, which I also knew was going to be a stupid thing. I knew the way Let's that they started stuff. episode five, that no matter which way you chose to do, like to shoot or not shoot, it's going to be the same thing. Yep. Which, and it, I think, which does annoy me. All right, so let's talk about episode four first. Well, I am. I'm still talking about episode four. Yes. I wanted to delve immediately into some overall criticisms of the game at this point in general. Number one, I did not feel any... In these two episodes, but especially four... When characters died, I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Whereas I remember in prior episodes being like... Like Nick. Yeah. Well, Nick's like an extreme example. Where I was like, huh? Oh, boy, I blinked. Someone died. It seems to me that some characters were more emotionally realized in this season. And I think that that... And then there were others that were just not at all. Like Nick being a great example of one yeah, who was like just it. completely unrealized. But some of the characters that were more realized became less sympathetic as a result. Like, Kenny's the obvious example of someone who's getting more and more human, and we're getting further and further away from them because they're kind of going crazy. Well, Kenny's, I think, the exception because he was around for both seasons. So right. he was with both groups, and he seemed to be the same type of guy. He's the... The archetypical. Yeah, he's the the, the, the powder keg of the group for both seasons. It's and a lot more sense to talk about Kenny in the next episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So what do we have to say about I mean, this episode is... four specifically? Did so anyone... Start the episode off completely throws away the big decision from episode three. Well, oh, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Clearly, clearly just dead. Like, yep. Well, that's what I'm You're saying. You're dead either way. I was going to get to with the end choice of episode four. It's the same thing. Like, it really didn't matter what choice you made in the prior episode because more it, they obvious, just... Or are we just noticing it more that we've been playing more? Are they getting sloppier with their story writing? Is this a necessary component of making I, its decisions more dramatic? I swore that when I watched you play episode three, Nate... That at the end, with the next time on, there was some reference to, well, do you think she's going to survive? And I thought they were talking about Sarita and her arm and the bite. 
I was like actually confused when I played episode four. Yeah, they like to do and that. And <laughs> she was dead, and I'm going, wait, is there any universe, any way I could have gone about that where she survived? They were probably talking about the mom, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about Rebecca. But oh. they, they like to do that where they, they give you weird clips that you're like, Don't oh, quite line you up know. In context. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I also felt like this might have been Megan drawing my attention to it for once. And Lord knows that this isn't something I'm usually critical of. This game settled into like an uncomfortable level of long cutscene. Walk forward for 10 feet. No interactivity available. Cutscene. Well, yeah, I think Will is kind that of, Will, something that happened before and I just hadn't noticed it? happened it? way back in season well, one. But like, it was I don't remember it. this. No, no, yeah, this has been a, a long shift in their game. Will kind of uh, first noted this that. Like the first episode or two of season one, it was the, more like, of like a um, finding thing. Yes, it was yeah, more the battery. Yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. More, it was more of an action something. game, and you do. Then it became yeah, more it just more like less how to start the generator. Yeah, it, it, we saw the generator come back. We did after like episode two. It beca- they definitely shifted from it being like a puzzle game, kind of action oriented, to being just okay. It's all about the cutscenes and making a split second decision. And the split second decision seemed to mean less. Yeah. It's almost like they worked it down to this formula, and right in the middle was their sweet spot. And they're kind of, they seem to keep moving the dial towards cinematic. I definitely took a screenshot of the results from episode five. I didn't from episode four, but. You could view it from the menu. Yeah. I know, but I don't have it on me. I know Will was saying that they always try to get it in the middle. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I remember but us deciding that. A lot of these that. choices are not They're just 50 None of them were. Yeah, like... There yeah. were very few. And I, I kept thinking about that because I feel like from one of our... I think from the episode one, yeah. season two, we had talked about how, like, it, I think that was what they were striving for in the game design was to narrow Some it right the, down the middle. One thing I noticed at the very end, and we'll talk about it with episode five, is... They present them like they're either or choices, but they're not all either or choices. Brian, let me ask you a question. Um, in the beginning of this game, Jane cuts the jaw off the walker. Oh and my god, that's the cow plow. And it l- reminded me so much of Michonne. Yes. You kind of noticed the similarities there? Yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of what they do in the game and the show are derived from things that happen in the comic. I haven't read the comic, but it's all based off the main guy who writes. Hey, There's I, like two or three guys that write. I have a question. So yeah, they did They they did bring that up. They, they, they also brought up, as Nate noted in the summary, that Rebecca becomes a zombie just by dying of natural ways. She just had a kid. She lost blood. She didn't actually get shot or killed or, or yeah, bitten. Really fast, she just it? died of normal death and even still then turned, and that's kind of one of the things they get through. I I do want to talk about her death because... It seems a little ridiculous. She was walking 20 seconds before. But she could barely walk. Remember, she kept... You 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 would fall down and be carried before you would die. And Bonnie was basically holding her up the whole time. Yeah, but it's still ridiculous that she turned that fast, even if we acknowledge that she was completely alive until she sat down. Well, she's supposed to... You know, she just had a kid. You lose a ton of blood when you have a kid. And then, you know, there's supposed to be that they have... That you have no supply. Your ability to walk, you're going to lose way before you... This might be a good time to bring up my question that kind of disturbed Nate. Ooh, ooh, this is back in season one when Omid and Krista, I first wondered this question. If someone is pregnant and has a miscarriage far enough along, does the baby turn into a walker and like try to eat its way out? Didn't we? Did we ask the alien question? Was it this game? It totally feels like it should be an alien. No, moment. there was a scene where I think that happens and the baby eats its way out in the doctor 
in this game? game? Yeah. No. no. The doctor. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Oh. All you see is like oh, the yes, videos I... of. The... She she stabs him and, and runs out. There's no. He doesn't actually perform. They make it look like that, but if you get all of the videos, you find out that it was just okay that she stabbed him and he climbed out. That's what all that blood was. I don't. I I Google searched to see if in the comics or the TV show or any of it that that was ever addressed because first term miscarriages are very very common. So if women were and you don't have birth control in a post and zombie babies are very scary. And I would imagine that that would be kind of a scary thing. But then someone was like, "Oh, they wouldn't have any teeth. They couldn't harm you." And I was like, "Ah." Well, that's the other thing too. Yeah, yum, they don't yum, have yum, teeth. Yum. Right away. So, how, actually, how could they technically bite you? Well, they don't have to bite you to kill you. <laughs> if they turn into a zombie and they're just, like, trying to... I don't know. It just, does, the, does the bite transfer fluids? Is that what the premise of the, this particular version of the zombie virus is? <laughs> no, everybody has it. No, naturally. yeah, because you, you can get it without getting bit. They say they specifically the say something about getting infected. You. They say the it can get infected you. and that kills you. It's not so much that the bite itself will make you turn, it's that you, the bite will get infected because it's rotting flesh Thank biting you. you, so you're more likely to die from it as opposed to turning magically because you got bit. But anyways, yeah, I, I don't know why that just, with Krista and then again with the second baby, I was like, this feels like a kind of important question in a world where people are probably going to be getting pregnant frequently because they don't have but any condoms. But that's a lot of what they do in the, the whole Walking Dead universe is they don't answer a ton of questions that you... <laughs> like, I looked up into that and they, they actually have a quote like a for why they don't do that. They don't want it to be a science fiction story. They want it to be horror. And if they start answering questions of why it becomes science fiction yeah. as opposed to because the common Joe is not going to know. I don't buy it. Well, even that's that true. only works for a season. But a that's true because even in even in the show, the I don't want to spoil the show too much. But even in the show, eventually they they get to a point in in the current season where it's like, oh well, we have a way we could we can cure this. We have a guy who knows how, what's going on and, and and we need to get him to Washington to cure it. And they're like, okay, well, tell us what it is. And he's like, oh, well, I can't tell you because you 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 won't understand. Yes, and then like, they're like, "Well, mm. tell us anyways in case you die." And, and he kind of gives this like, "I mean, I'm not going to spoil it," but he gives this like BS explanation, and you're just okay. Well, that could kind of work, but it doesn't really explain how and where this would happen and how you would do it. They still kind of string you along and never really give you definitive answers. I have a couple quick things while I want to do my lightning round. There were a couple of statues with quotes on them that oh, I what thought I were interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah, I barely One of them <laughs> was Fallen But Never Forgotten. That's the one I saw. That one I was just thinking of Lee the whole time. Oh. Not only that, but there's also, yes. like, in the next episode, they, they really touch on that whole, do we remember the people who died, and is it our fault, and should we carry their dreams and their thoughts with us? This oh, was like, the episode where I really started missing Lee. I mean, it's not that I... I didn't miss his character before, but I was just kind of playing the game. (laughs) I was was playing, I was like, she's okay, you know, she's going to go through. And then it got to episode four and five, and I was like, I actually miss Lee. All these other people are pissing me off. I just want him to come back. Like, I know he's dead, but damn it. Five was the one guy who was always just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. So there's the part where you're chopping Nick out of the fence, and they just, like, made you... I had a big old brain flap that was just hanging there. Yeah. They've done that like, before, though. I commented on that. Ugh. I was like, can we make this, can we do this quicker? And then all of a sudden it just went all the way into the middle of the head. And I was like, I thought it was done to death at that point. And it was kind of. Did you disapprove of killing him in general? Would you have just walked on? No, I killed him. Okay. I'm of the notion that if he's a zombie, if you have the choice to kill him safely 
do it any zombie not just whether it's somebody you know because if you leave somebody and you're running around and you're getting chased who knows maybe you run by that fence and nick grabs you and bites you yeah absolutely better to be i I think jane actually said it later when she teaches you how to do the knee thing and then use the ice pick and she's like stabbing these zombies when you're searching and she's like better to be safe than sorry it was kind of the beginning of kind of setting it up like a big sister little sister the relationship relationship, yeah between the two in this i was very very close with jane were were you close with her getting pretty close to jane too I would, like, defend her all the time, except for when she was just being completely ridiculous, and in those cases, you're like, well, whatever. How about you, Nate? Were you guys pretty, were you guys close, you and Jane? Well, I will say, I guess this was more in episode five, but we did make a drinking game out of this. We had, when Kenny was being completely unreasonable and not listening to reason at all, that was a shot. We had, when Jane was being sort of reasonable, but kind of a badass, or just a badass, really. And we also had when Clementine is forced to take too much agency and make a very responsible decision for other people who are being cowards. You guys hung over this morning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. I ended up making it a sipping game because I didn't have enough rum. How the hell did you guys drive to here, drive here to the podcast? Yeah, if that is, well, it started in, season, in episode five, don't worry. Yeah, if we'd been doing it for the whole time, we would have just been dead. But Yeah, I really liked Jane. I did feel like she was going to run away at any moment, which made me not feel like I should invest everything in her. But I trusted her. I felt that she was more upfront and open in a way that some of the other characters weren't. It was much easier to understand her motivations. Yeah, that's she good, might leave, but point. she wasn't going to stab me in the back so yeah. much. I also, I felt in, real in the life fifth episode, this is kind of going ahead, but not even really. I liked her a lot, and then she left, and I was like, okay, darn it. You're the only person I was that I was listening to. Um, and then the, in the fifth oh, episode, I just kept forgetting that she was back. So I was like, I hate everyone here. Really? Oh, hey, Jane. And I was like, oh, hi, you're back. And so I, I did like her a lot, but I just kept expecting her to disappear. I think both you and I had pretty much checked out in many ways by the end of yeah. episode five. One of the things where you were distracting the zombies and you put the zombie on the car horn, mm-hmm. it was totally like this Vuvuzela moment where it's just... <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, am I have oh. to sit with this thing for five minutes while I walk around the building? I, I remember the question oh. I have. Regarding the uh, slicing off of the jaw. Okay, so when uh, Jane, right, has like comes up and slices off the zombie's jaw, this is way back at the beginning of episode four, mm-hmm. and uses it as, and, and I quote, the cow plow, why does that work any better than them just smearing themselves with blood, guts, and gore? Like, I don't because it's an actual why. dead zombie so it's full like you know the blood guts and such is gonna eventually just wear off for you you know the smell is gonna go away the within know, two minutes yeah i mean it just it depends honest, on how much you put on you I, I, I doubt they're really covering themselves fully with so this way you have a full mentioned basically walks two of them around like dogs and it's never really clear to me why and then oh uh, you haven't gotten far days, enough there was <laughs> I never played that. In, it still says, coming soon. <laughs> in 400 days, they're using zombies as guard dogs, and so they know when other zombies show up or other people show up. But weren't, weren't those zombies, didn't they have mouths? Or, I don't think they cut them, right? What do the zombies do to indicate that another zombie's around? Well, no, they weren't using it for, they weren't using it to, for zombies to lo- locate other zombies. They were doing it for zombies to other humans. Oh. Of other people, you If know, someone showed up, then they'd start... Yeah, like bad people them. trying to steal their stuff. The zombies would instantly start it's kind of like a like a an alarm system for other people yeah, it's still unclear to me why you'd want a zombie pet but if a lot of people think seem to think it's useful well again it makes you more part of the herd that's with 
zombies, so they're less likely to attack because it's another dead zombie already. One thing I didn't understand about it is in the show and here, okay, you cut off the mouth, so they can't bite anymore, but wouldn't the zombie still go for you? So wouldn't it still kind of just, its head on you. just keep running into you? But both in the show and here, they're able to kind of walk with the zombie like on a leash. Why would the zombie just yeah, go with why? Like, why? why wouldn't it just like, okay, you oh. have it, but it would still kind of reach for you. I mean, it may not be able to bite you, but it still would be swarming all over you. Yeah. I don't, I don't get either of those things. I don't know. The zombies in this game just kind of confuse me. How They walk so slowly that I'm constantly wondering how our people are getting taken out. Because it's sometimes they see them coming and they all flip out and they run away when they're still 100 yards away. And then other times <laughs> they're right in front of them and they're like, we can have a discussion right here because the zombies are so <laughs> slow. And I'm like, fucking pick one. Either they're fast enough that you need to get out of here or they're slow enough that you guys can just fucking walk around them. Like... It's that scene from Austin Powers with the steamroller, where the guy's like, "No!" and he's like fishing with the steamroller, and there's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's exactly like two like minutes that. long. They're and supposed to be really slow. In the TV show, they they mention that multiple times that oh, you know, we're smarter than them. Well, you should be able to think, but like, I mean, I can understand I the if they're all is- around you, then you can't get out. But if they're coming from one direction, there is no reason in this universe in this story plot, that you should not be able to get away. Yeah. Agreed. If you can walk even normal speed, you're going faster well, the than game, they are. a lot more... In the game, season two, a lot of people died. And yeah, I would agree with your comment that, like, at this point, you should know how to... Do. Life. Get, yeah, get around them. They're slow. You can outsmart them. You can outmaneuver them. I mean, yes, okay, If you're, there are points where they're swarmed... Uh, the beginning of episode four, there you're walking through a huge horde of zombies. Okay, anyone could launch out and grab you. Them just by smearing ourselves. But yeah. um, I was wondering why they don't walk around like that all the time after they learn that. It turns out, Megan, people don't like blood and guts on them. Yeah. Do you want to they be alive? They would randomly copulate with that Jane lady and that Luke guy who's getting all up to it. Well, apparently she does constantly smell like it because they comment about how she always has it on her in some fashion. Well, maybe that's the whole thing, is she doesn't want to be wearing some sort of aphrodisiac. So you're saying zombie guts are aphrodisiac? I mean, apparently to Luke. <laughs> but then again, what what isn't to Luke? Yeah, what isn't? He slept with every... Hey, he slept with Bonnie. He he's slept twi- with Bonnie. He's a 27-year-old, well, this isn't even a fresh out of college. Thing. Does he sleep you know. with Bonnie? She's yeah. Betrayer. Oh, you didn't get that from episode five? Oh, don't make it sound so critical. Yeah, dude, he slept, he slept with, with Bonnie. Bonnie. When they're in, when they're Everyone, passing around the bottom, around the fire, she's like, "Oh, it worked on me too." Yeah. Oh shit! I said. Well, then earlier, either in five then, or in four, he says sorry to her, and it's clearly that he's saying sorry about Jane. In the context. yeah, he they they do reference it in episode four as well. But yeah, episode five, it really becomes clear. And then Mike's like, "Oh yeah, you know what we say when we're drunk is our thoughts when we're sober." And she's know? like, "Well, I'm not a man, so they can shove it up their asses." So she didn't quite say it like that. We don't need that. Um, so works. A tiny mechanics thing I didn't even notice until now is that you can do a speed walking thing. What? How? Yeah, what? It, it doesn't work very well. I tried it like four times and she's barely walking any faster. Anytime I tried it. Maybe it's what, only what certain it, times. Megan? It's right here on the controller. Oh. I don't know. Oh, same sprint for yeah, I okay. never realized but, that. <laughs> There were a couple of scenes where it just I was like, oh my god, this where, scene is way too big. Where they put the the choice all the way at the other side of it, yeah. <laughs> and you just like, and you clicked there, and you're just like waiting for her to walk across the whole scene. Yes, yeah, so was- the last little thing I had is 
I'm really starting to think that there's like one or two guys at Telltale who just like throwing these little other media references like the Rex Ready from the one before. I noticed um, one of the signs when they're pickpocketing the zombies, there is a 50 Blessings logo, which is from Hotline Miami, and it's super obscure, but I noticed it, I was like, oh my god! And I can tell you guys more about that later, but that's extremely spoilery for that's a completely awesome. different game. That's awesome. That was the only other one that I that's interesting. noticed. I love that. I think that about wraps up anything specific to Chapter 4. We're delving into Episode 5 of Season 2 of The Walking Dead, just in case you forgot what game this is. In this episode, it begins with a shootout. So the shootout starts, and basically what has happened is Arno... Arno? What's his name? Arvo. Arvo. Has, you know, was in a field alone, and you kind of went over to him, and he set up an ambush, and his Russian pals... Sorry, his fellow Ruskies came out of the forest. There was a shootout, things were bad. And then the first part of the episode revolves around kind of playing out that shootout, kind of surviving. A couple people get shot. I don't think any of your party die, other than Rebecca and that thing, do they? No. Yeah, just which, uh, it's which a is ridiculous. Yeah, unfavorable. That Especially like everybody said, Kenny point blank range just as shelter from an assault <laughs> rifle. Uh, that seems a little bit ridiculous. And everybody said point blank range with the yeah, yeah. assault rifles pointed at your party. And at the end of episode four, yeah, and then you come back episode five. And the and only thing happens is is Luke gets hit when he tries to move to flank them. But oh yeah, he like, gets shot in the uh, leg. So everybody went but, for the baby at the beginning, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that there was another option until they were like, you, you just made a choice. Or yeah. grab the baby. Did any, I, I what really happens if you don't happens. grab the baby? I don't I'm know. sure it's fine knowing this game. It is, because yeah. at the end, you have to, the baby's point. around. Yeah. So. so basically, a hyper short overview of what happens in this episode is we follow... 84% <laughs> point for the baby. We spend most of the episode following Arvo to the safe house that he proposes still exists. By following, you mean... He's kind of leading us, but he's mostly at gunpoint and tied up in front Captive. of Kenny's... Yeah, right. yeah he's, he's not really treated like a human at all. Well, that's by Kenny. The re- a lot of, most of the I rest know, of the party wants to basically... Complicit. We're all just kind of sad and ambivalent. Basically, the rest of the episode is divided into two parts. One, you're walking with Arvo to this cabin that he proposes exists. And through some trials and tribulations, you get there. And it's half caved in. And it's across a lake or a river. You don't really bother. Well, it's not caved in. It's just not finished. They they were building it. Okay. So it was like half built. Yeah, there's there's a lot of winter inside. So it's not really a good shelter. Still Um, under construction. There's still like construction equipment around it. And then, I guess we should delve into what happens in detail before just big picturing the whole thing. So, when you arrive at the area that is this cabin, you, uh, for some reason, decide that you need to cross the river. And I guess we're just trusting that there is no way around, even though someone says later, you didn't even bother to check, which I was kind of feeling. The uh, I, I, somebody said... They I, all said there's they nothing... Said it's like four days I, around. Or yeah, something. Bonnie yeah. or somebody they said start, that, started saying, like, oh, it's too far to go around. Like, it's they didn't even too look long. for a narrower point in the river or anything like that. Like, I just, I was kind of like, well, okay. So they get out in the middle of the ice. Of course, a bunch of walkers come from buttfuck nowhere, just appear, and start gradually, ever so slowly, inching across the ice. Arvo freaks out, takes off at a run. Kenny freaks the fuck out, runs across. And then Luke, who is still alive at this point, all of a sudden hears the ominous cracks underfoot as the ice he's standing on begins to give way. And he falls into the water, but not all the way. He catches onto the edge. Bonnie begins to freak out and demands that you, Clementine, go rescue Luke. 
So this is interesting. If you didn't think, uh, to me, a lot of her affection for Luke was driven by the by their having slept together, because she it seemed like she was acting a little rational. Not to say that you should just be stone cold when someone dies, but it seemed like she was like she was like, if you don't go and rescue him, this will be on you to Clementine. And I was like, whoa, 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 that seems unreasonable. So I was curious what you thought about that, Will. No, I was just so annoyed at the two of them not being able to talk to each other and both yelling at me. Really? Okay. Like you were saying. Fair. There's a lot of she, that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of scenes of woman. Why are you yelling at this kid to go solve your problem for you? There's a lot of. Well, she was, was saying you. Clementine was lighter. Yeah. She. If two would, people got into one area, then they fell, and she was going. If you're light enough, you can go help him. I can't. By the way, correct. Did anyone in this do that? Both I did. I actually went and helped him. So all of you know, you should crawl across ice because it yeah. distributes your weight. weight much better than standing across it. Yeah, but that's a thing. Um, well said. Particularly in that scene, Public I would have service announcement. got on my stomach and tried to crawl to him versus... But she's a young girl. I'm sure she's not. doesn't even know that piece of information. Everyone else should. They maybe, maybe they don't. Not every- one of those... <laughs> I guess they are from the South. At least probably not a lot of one person. Oh, I was like, I don't know what that implication was. <laughs> Oh, it's just a climate. Thing. I got it. Climate. Yeah. yeah, so that was funny. And then someone ostensibly goes over and tries to rescue. And then I Hold think on, who Arden, does? So uh, did I, we choose to wait? Because I feel like no matter what happens, Bonnie went over. So our what we ended up doing was we said, No, we're gonna cover him, so we're shooting the zombies. That's but Bonnie I mean. the dumbass climbs over and then it breaks and they fall through. And we're like, Well, fuck. And then all of a sudden He's hitting the ice below where I am, and, and you have you the option of whipping the you ice. can pistol with the ice, or you can I don't know walk away. Which is I can't believe you did that. I would not have done that. Well, I would it's have been clem- like, this is it, like I said, you, did you walk away? No, I shot it. Or I was oh, I shot it. it and then was slamming on it, trying to. His get point him being, out. in real life, what? no, I probably wouldn't do that because I would die. But in this game, you're like Clementine. Like we've talked, you're Clementine's not going to die. So to dissolve the ice underneath you, that's crazy to me. He was sitting there. He's saying that you'd out. all fall in and both die. So the oh, that's, see, this is really interesting because I actually went to try to help him. So I had a totally different experience. I want to know how yours yeah. went down. But well, I'm finishing yours first because I want to hear you guys. So, so eventually we, you break it. You fall in. Yeah, of course you, you like, fall try in. try to help him and then you get and pulled he, out. But he's dead he's like instantly. Like he's, a popsicle. he's dead. You fall in. He you look at him and he's dead. faster than what's her name with the baby. Yeah. Ostensibly, he yeah. was getting weakened. Hold on, but Bonnie also fell in too, right? Yeah. They both fell in at the same time. And then Bonnie gets rescued by somebody yes. else. So Bonnie, ah. Bonnie climbs back out. So she was in there the same amount of time and she gets pulled out after Clementine that's and she's true. alive. He was getting weakened while he was sitting there talking. Oh, that's the other thing. While he was had his legs in the ice water, he was like, I'd really appreciate it if someone came and rescued me. Why don't you guys have a nice little... Like he, I felt like he should be suffering more fatigue, is what I'm trying to say. Got it. So I'm pretty sure if it was really cold, you'd be like, at the very least, shivering convulsively. It would be burning, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so from our end, heading into the house, you have Clementine being pulled out of the water, and they're worried that she's going to die from hypothermia, and you also have Bonnie, which no one's actually talking about the fact that Bonnie has also <laughs> been in the water. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie yeah, no one really. Yeah, no one really cares. <laughs> exactly. Um, and But Luke is dead. So what okay. happened when you... Okay, so mine was a little bit more believable because, yeah, that yours makes no sense. So mine, I'm like, okay, you know, it made sense. Like, okay, somebody, I'm like, somebody's got to go get him. So Clementine being the smaller, you know, I was like, okay, sure, I'll go. You start to walk over and then eventually as you get close, like you start to like start to reach to grab for him and then the ice just shatters and you fall in. And then you kind of, you're in the water and then like you look up 
and like all you see is ice above you because you moved oh you know i guess you washed away to like a part that wasn't where you just fell in so you're like start pounding on the ice above you and at that point a zombie we saw earlier two zombies fell in the water so oh. one of the zombies grabs your leg and starts pulling you down you're starting to like grasp and you fall and then like luke latches onto the guy and like knocks him off and then the zombie grabs him and brings and sinks Luke to the so bottom. Luke what? saves Luke saves you. And yes, that makes way that's more so sense. That's so much better. And then you and then you're still kind of like and yeah. which I didn't understand is I guess you're still moving because then all of a sudden Bonnie grabs you and pulls you out. If you I was pounding on the, the, the ice. ice yeah. How did I move to a spot where she was? That's a, I feel like that's a smaller plot hole than Bonnie just being like, hey, okay. But at least she's cool at least she's yeah. out of the water, so that Not what literally. happens is then she she grabs you and they rush you to the the house and start right. fire. That explains why they're not worried about Bonnie. They didn't want to. But try yeah, to yours both of them worrying about water, her. You're in yeah, the water weird. and nobody's worried about her. I was kind of briefly mentioned. Oh, they're both cold, but that's yeah. There was like eight uh, comments. Yeah, see, my, the end, I, she's walking on her own behind everybody else. So once we get inside the cabin, we get a fire started. There's a lot of infighting that goes on at this point. Luke, I mean, sorry, Kenny is just. Freaking out! Everybody hates all Kenny. Marvo's fault for breaking into a run. Everyone else is like, uh, Ken- sorry. Kenny also like begins to beat Arvo, and everyone's like, ah, too far, too far. And so everyone's suspicious that Kenny's losing it once again. They mentioned that like, oh, Kenny, you almost beat him to like within an inch of his life, but he only took like they only showed him taking like two punches. So many other parts of the game, people are getting beaten, brutal, and they're yeah. fine like five seconds later, but they've gotten hit with like crowbars and baseball bats but this like there's any- a much more egregious example of this 20 seconds later in the game all right then continue, yeah, continue where clementine gets shot and then it's just fine oh, oh yeah. yeah that what? is ridiculous what <laughs> oh the but but will you missed their cover-up the bullet went right through it's fine oh that's oh, how it okay. works that's <laughs> the bullet it went right through yeah it, it was only the shoulder upper lung. okay go back and explain it stop 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 well i thought it was like more like a shoulder wasn't it it was a shoulder it looked like it was up here either lower clavicle all right so kenny's freaking out everyone's kind of suspicious of kenny find a car out back the car kenny manages to get working He's hopped in it. He's ready to fucking go. He doesn't... Re- it seems like he doesn't really know where he wants to go. He's saying no, he Wellington. Wants to go to, yeah. But I don't think he really wants... I think he just wants to go. He just wants to be going. That vehicle yes. doesn't have yeah. enough fuel to make it to Wellington. I think it's more of a matter of he wants to just be going. All, the whole, his whole character, he's wanted to be in the Winnebago. He, he always to wants to be on the move. wanted to leave from the yeah. motel in the Winnebago. He, he wants to go on the boat. On the boat. I think that's very... On the boat. It's just actually a, a like good writing, I think. That's a very believable characteristic in this. But that is because usually you want your whole notion when you're in something like this is I want to get a, as far away from where I am because that's where the problem is. However, right. in this situation, the problem, the problem is, is everywhere. everywhere. So you're you're really running from one problem to another problem. It's human nature to say I want to run away and get somewhere far, as right, far it just away feels from. Feels good to be making progress. Yeah. Even if it really is progress. But um, go ahead, get to the uh, good so, part. So the whole team convinces him. Well, mostly Clementine, but the whole team otherwise is like, ah, we're not ready to leave yet. It's the middle of the night. We have food here and at least a modicum of shelter. We're going to go ahead and wait. Please don't leave us. And he's like, ah, I'm going to leave. And then they all go inside. They're like, fuck it. And Clementine convinces him to stay. So you go inside. You all fall asleep. Everything's happy. (laughs) Wake up in the middle of the night. You hear some strange thumping sounds. You go outside and you find that Mike is just getting out of the truck. It looks like he's getting ready to go. And you see 
Bonnie come around the corner. Arvo. No, first you see Mike Arvo. and Arvo. Arvo's there too. So you're course. like, oh, you're you like, guys oh, are together. You betrayers. Because Motherfuck. Mike then, was really protective. He was super angry at Kenny. Everyone else was annoyed, but Mike was the biggest. Leave him alone. Antagonist. Uh huh. And then Bonnie runs around the corner and goes, okay, I think I got it. And then she sees you and you're like, oh my God, you're in on this too. So at this point, I was like, oh shit. My assumption was we got to choose who to stay with or like whether to stay or leave. And I was like, man, it's down to just me and Kenny. This sucks. Like Megan said, completely forgetting that Jane exists. I was just about to say, because we did, we completely forgot about Jane. I was like, oh, Jane. fuck, it's just me and Kenny again. Nothing. Did, did you not have a scene with Jane in the window? The I think yes. it's going to puke. Yes, that was great. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to puke. Oh, it puked. Oh, it puked. Oh, no, yeah. the, rest yeah. is, the rest is that um, Commentant's like, it's not going to puke. And I was like, <laughs> she's like, it puked. <laughs> I forgot about it. that. Yeah. yeah. Babies. I think love. it's going to puke. I think it's going to puke. So what did you choose? Did you leave with Mike or no? Absolutely not. You could? You could? You You could ask. You can ask. But you can't. 94.1% of people did not. That's the one. That's the highest percentage. Amazing to me. I would have expected more people to be turned against Kenny. I think it was the same for us. It wasn't that we were turned against him, it was that we didn't trust the other people at all. And I think it's just that people didn't want the group to split. You didn't want to just go, like, you were trying to hope that if we stay, they'll stay, the group will stay together, we'll work it out. I had no hope at that point. I was like, I'm picking one or the other. I was ready to start firing. Yeah, I was like, why why am I not able to shoot? But we know I wanted everyone to die, Particularly F and Arvo. Oh, Arvo. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. So, so we all basically, I assume, chose not to go. Oh, hang the fuck on. That is not okay. We heard gunshot. Isn't this where we get shot? Yeah. Yeah, yes. but for me it was because I called out. Did you try to did you threaten call, him? No, I called for Kenny and Jane. Oh, I didn't. Like, See, I didn't call. I think I threatened him. Oh, you threatened? Okay. I um, I I didn't I, mean, we did I didn't call out. I I just said like, "Hey, we can work it out." And then it gave me a look, choice of after that threaten or or so give him confused. the gun. I, was I gave I him the gun. getting shot. And then you get shot anyway. <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Well, stupid whoa. Arvo." Yeah, so you hear a gunshot. And you fall to the ground, and the scene fades to black. And then there's this happy little nostalgia, warm, fuzzy chapter with Lee. And uh, that that is right after I was. I forget that what's her name shoots Carly. I was. Yeah. That's the win a bit right before. Right, exactly. And it's right before he, Lee wakes up with the has the nightmare, and he wakes up that Clementine had turned and was going to bite. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's a very interesting time that they. Your very specific, very specific yeah. timing that you have right there, and it even talks about. There's one of the things that Lee says. Oh, what? What do you want me to promise you? Know, promise me you. And then one of the things was. Oh, I, I asked. No, yeah. so I had him say, "Promise me, I'll never do anything to hurt anybody." I that was my second choice, Ooh. but. And another line was that Lee was. Oh, I think Clementine was saying like, "Did we do the right thing?" Because I know I did, and I know Will did too. We, we just booted her the fuck out as soon as she oh, shot yeah. her. <laughs> and one of the things Lee, you know, they were oh, saying like, her, yeah. "Oh, oh, you kept her." Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I oh, see, so we boot her, and then Lee says, I don't "Oh, think do- any of us know what happens to her if she stays." Yeah. Oh, really? Um, yeah. If you, you keep her, she stays in the RV, and there's this whole she's locked up, and they're all feeling uncomfortable with her. When you get to the train, you leave her locked up inside, and when you have to go back into the RV to get the pencil, you confront her, and she's like, "Just let me leave. I just have to leave. I can't be here with you guys." And I said something like, "Sure, let her leave," and I was gonna like. Just let her walk into the woods and die. She shoves me out of the RV and steals the RV. So we have to take the train. So now I'm curious if you don't have her. Just run out of gas, bro. Yeah, it just runs oh. out of gas and just dies. And okay. 
That's yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, we just booted the fuck out. Yeah, no, I, I, all of us were like, no, get yeah. out. out. You're done. I, well, I was, I, at that point, I kept people around just so I could find out the rest of their story more so than because I cared about them. I felt like if I oh. kept her around, I would find out who was actually doing I would say I like least in the dream sequence, I like least thing because he's like, did we do the right thing by not by leaving her there? Clementine's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know either. And, you know, they're kind of just wondering, like, is it okay just to ditch people even if they've done something Maybe you you know agree okay. just that you don't. It just kind of talks about how there may and there probably isn't a right or wrong thing. It's all very complicated. The well, we skipped. There's it. no yeah. way you could know. Every decision you make has some good and some bad, yeah. and you're just trying to make the best decision. Well, we skipped. You, you were talking about the scene with Jane in the window. But we also skipped. You have a discussion with Bonnie before you get shot. There's a part where you can walk over. And she's sitting on on the the steps. I didn't talk to her. Oh, I did. I didn't and she's talk to her and she's smoking a cigarette. Oh, wait, I don't think we did. Oh, oh yeah. So no. this is like after you, uh, you're working with Kenny to start the car. It doesn't work. So he's just continuing working the car. You can you can walk either back in to get to Jane. But Bonnie's sitting right on the steps. And I went over and talked to her. And she's smoking a cigarette. She's like, Oh, do you want to smoke? And I was like, No, that's fine. She's sitting there, and and she says to you. Do you ever feel that any of your stuff that you've done is so regrettable that it's beyond? And I think I answered was that, you know, all the time, basically. Because there's one thing that's like, oh, I don't do anything that I regret. Or, <laughs> you know, there's another one that was... Well, no, it was more like that I just haven't done anything that's right. bad. Or, or there's another there's another one that was, oh, you know, I've done it. A ca-. There's a couple. And then there was one, I regret everything. Meaning, like, all the crazy stuff that... And I said that, and I thought that was kind of to what Will's point was is that all the actions that everybody's done something that's just kind of beyond reproach yeah yeah absolutely I just had this note I can't remember what she was saying to me but my only note on Bonnie is fuck you Bonnie (laughs) <laughs> well, actually, no, I was I more pissed at way. Bonnie after because I had that discussion with yeah. her, and I thought that was kind of then like leading to the point of her like saying, "Oh, do you regret that any actions that you know you're going to do that you kind of regret?" And I was thinking, as soon as I saw her leave them, I'm like, "Yeah, that's just foreshadowing her just ditching me." And and I was starting to, and I've always kind of liked Bonnie, but then she's always no. done something that's always just pissed me off. Yeah, she started it off. She already completely lost my respect just from the whole. Some, I need food some, for my family, and I was some like, "People you. can forgive." In that scene, she even says, "Actually, in, a, in the scene, she even yeah. says, actually, with a smoking scene, she Not says, oh, <laughs> I feel so bad.' You know, when we first met, you know, you said you trusted me, and I couldn't do anything, and I've lived with that regret, and I feel so bad for you. But you know, now you have your that jacket She's that I gave you. She's just proven to do it again and again, though. Like she was supposed oh, to leave with them, and then she backed out. Then she came and she screwed you over, and then it—I don't know. She just has that kind of personality." What was with the jacket? She was really obsessed with this jacket. I don't remember. She gave it to some, you. I remember her giving it to her. Oh, but it was, yeah. it was like just more ass jacket. It was somebody she knew from 400 Days or something. No, 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 no. It was just she was uh, way too obsessed. And with she that brings jacket. it up it was again whole, later. Well, you you talked about it as more like the big sister thing with Jane, and but I thought it was more like almost like a mother daughter thing because like Jane and Clementine and Bonnie and Clementine had the same where both of them tried to be like these kind of adult figures to Clementine and like take them under their her wing their wing and protect them and give them all this stuff so it was the same thing with the jacket oh you know I've protected you and I've given you warmth I'm looking out for you and you're like my child I never had and (laughs) at least that's my thought she seemed way more fixated on the coat than she got low self-esteem man and she's also like a sociopath considering the shit she was doing. What I'm saying is it seemed like the coat was more meaningful meaningful than Clementine. It wasn't (laughs) about providing warmth. It was about giving her the coat. Right. (laughs) I just feel like it was one of those 
It's Things bad. where they bring them back up to remind you that's happened. This is kind of out in left field, but they keep bringing up the fact that Clementine looks like the girl on the can of peaches because you've cut your hair and it has two little ponytails. And they bring it up three times and they bring up her haircut and they bring up the fact that she keeps her haircut. They just seem to like to bring up things that happened in the past. And this is one where I wonder, did anyone not cut her hair? Oh, yeah. In the first in the first season, because in the first season, you have the choice. You teach her to protect herself and you cut her hair. And then they put a little thing up that's like you made her safer, making me think that you could have not cut her hair. So I'm wondering, would she look different all the way through? And then Mm. would you not have this dialogue about how she looks like the girl in the can of peaches? Because it's totally meaningless. It has nothing to do with anything. But they bring it up to remind you that you made that choice. I thought you had to cut the the hair. I don't think, I don't think you had a choice. I just always feel like whenever they have a little thing that pops Actually, up in the left-hand corner, it. it's a choice that you made. No, those oh those those trophies. No, they're just no, not the trophies. The like where it says like you got you did this or you chose Kenny's side or Kenny, Kenny will, will remember, remember this. this. Oh, so those? whenever do, whenever that happens, it, they cut way back on those. Yeah, well because yeah. they were going. Well, there was one like was when it? I was doing the smoking one. It was like Bonnie will remember this, but then. Two seconds later, Bonnie left. So I'm like, what the fuck cares if Bonnie remembers? <laughs> you know, when I. There was a couple of things, um, back to the hair thing, that there was one in episode four where Jane mentions your hair. And she's like, oh, that's smart that your hair is short. So I was like, oh, okay. And then about the coat that you were saying, I liked it also in episode four where Jane mentions about the coat and she's like, you need a new coat. He's like, it may be, you know, you may have some warmth with that, but, uh, you know, you a walker will go right through that. Yeah, you should get something like a leather coat. Yeah. So I was thinking kind of it was, it was kind of a contrast between her and Bonnie, like in terms of who's going to be the more first. mothery protector of Clementine. You know? I think it's just a tie-in tool for them to continue things that have happened. But because well, it seems awkward, why would she be so in, in love with car. it? When, which is, I guess, after what we summarized too. Oh, but yeah, I forgot we hadn't. The scene right after you wake up from this yeah, we do have nostalgia infused <laughs> dream of Lee was you're on the back seat of a pickup truck with Kenny and Jane in the front seat, and they're arguing, just going to town. What's your first, what, what did you answer to that quick, that first question when you wake up? What happened? Where am I? Or what happened to Bonnie? I actually asked what happened to Bonnie. I did too. I don't know why, because I didn't like Bonnie. Oh, but I, I did. Was kind because, of curious. I, because I was. I just wanted to know if we killed Bonnie. Well, because Bonnie also after you get shot, she comes over. She's like, "Oh, Clem, no, what happened?" I, I thought maybe she would stay because realizing that I you just know, wanted Arvo's to know if we killed them all. Crazy, Megan. There was no option I just need for reassurance <laughs> that she's dead. Hey, is Bonnie dead? Hey, girl in the back seat right? wants to know. Bonnie, hey, bo- hey. Bonnie dead. Hey, do we hey, have Do we have DNA confirmation of her of her death? Yeah. How sure are you? That I was Bonnie like, did they dead? run away? How did we? So that's the only reason I asked about Bonnie was because. So was do you guys remember general. what you answered to that? No. No. Didn't. I, think, I mean, I no. thought it was Bonnie. Yeah, we asked about Bonnie. Just clicking things randomly that. to get to the end of the game. It's dead to me. The rest of them, I just told them to shut up and get along. All right. So yeah, from that's that what scene, I basically what I was going to ask about is when Kenny asks you. What's like one? What's the one thing Lee told you? Is that before this? Wherever oh. that was interest, wherever that took place, there was the option. No, that was before. That no, was when you were no, in the car. In the... Stay away from cities was what we and answered. The car had started. Oh yeah, it's when you're trying to convince him not to leave. Yes, not to leave, n- not to leave for the That's night. Right. To stay, and then he asks, um, "Well, oh, what would Lee say in this situation?" What did you guys have the choices yeah. of? Because when he, according to Megan, when Lee gave us advice at the end of season one, he could give us like silly advice as well. Yeah, he could say, "Keep your hair short." Yeah, I want someone to have picked that. And Which then, isn't exactly. Well, it's not exactly didn't silly, see that. but in that context, that. like in the cab when you're ta- in the truck when you're trying to talk to Kenny, 
in that story, if your answer had been, he told me to keep my hair short, it would have ruined the moment. So I'm really, really curious. Wish, yeah, yeah. Once you brought that up, I was like, oh, that Did anybody me. pick anything like that? I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember what the other option <laughs> Yeah, I can't it. imagine. Nailed this situation. Uh, well, I was kind of wondering if she's going to grow her hair out because I didn't Don't worry that. about anything else. Just worry about keeping your hair short. Well, yeah, exactly. Did, if you, I still think that you, there was a way that you could have not cut her hair because they keep bringing it up. Like she I don't think Like she would have so. gotten grabbed by the hair and why would I can't imagine because then they would have had to draw, the, oh. draw two all the whole, the whole season two differently. They would have yeah, had two sets of. They of just scenes. make such a big deal out of it because they would have needed the one scene that everybody's seen with her hair short, Not and then a whole other set of. The whole hair thing bothers me in the first place. He cuts off all the hair on the top of the head, and then leaves these little tiny mullet in the back, and puts him a ponytail. Put her hair in a ponytail in the first place, or cut it all off. What it was, it, a, it, it wasn't drawn right. <laughs> the way they decided to cut. The it hair. just didn't make any sense to me. This episode, more than any other, I was angry about. Everybody gets shot. Everybody is seen to be bleeding. Nobody's clothes are bloody. <laughs> that is annoying. Well, they do that. They do that. You have, to go back, you have to go back and watch other episodes because that <laughs> happens quite frequently. They're <laughs> wearing the same clothes really that they yeah, put the exactly. zombie guts, and all of a sudden they're clean. And I'm Even like, the main character too. again. They do that. That would that, never that happens, come out. That happens real quick. It's another one. Of my yes. That, well, that happens in multible games where you're even in shows too it's in the walking dead show they're wearing the same clothes almost day in and day out one episode they fall like in mud they're fighting off a zombie then the next scene they're perfectly dry and all the clothes are pristine clean. yeah how is that going to happen where are you washing this stuff from this scene your car driving along arguing happily like a like an old married couple jane and kenny just going at it arguing about what they should be doing what their future is it pretty gets pretty personal. Where they're going? Yeah, where they're going. Yeah, you almost miss a giant barricade of cars up ahead, and you, sw- <laughs> which is the, like the dumbest thing ever. And you barely stop in time. Kenny gets out and goes, oh, "I'm going to find out and see if any of these car has gas because BT Dubs were almost out of gas." And I was like, "Okay, sure, uh, that's fine." <laughs> none of that. None that of that made any sense. No, it really didn't. I was like, "Okay." We're um, running on fumes, and and you don't want to turn back. But we so just mentioned that, and you know, like, and. And we didn't realize we don't, none of us see this huge barricade of cars until we're literally yeah, five yeah. feet in front of it. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, and then half a scene later, you can see why you can't see anything. Yeah, but it wasn't, but at that point, it wasn't even that bad. Like, you could see clearly at the window. It well, wasn't he wasn't frosted. looking, though. Remember, they're arguing, he's looking at her. But Clement, nobody's, it just seems they're weird. They're all looking, I've seen people and then, in the car not pay attention. To and then weird. he spins out, but he does like a super donut and yeah, like so avoids hitting yeah. it. Massive, yeah, <laughs> massive moves there. So he gets out and he runs, takes off without the baby is that correct yes yes he leaves, leaves the, baby. the baby with you guys which is an uh jane has it you're in the front you're in the driver's seat mm-hmm. going yeah. to drive and then all of a sudden a horde of walkers appears and it's coming towards you of course so I, I just yeah. I, it just gets kind of trite by this point i feel like i understand that that's the central mechanic of the whole <laughs> franchise let alone just this game or the show or the comics but it's still like i mean come on really okay <laughs> they're walking towards you you're like oh 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 clementine you drive and Clementine's like, dude, I don't know how to drive. And you're like, just just push the pedal. So predictably, you drive successfully, crash into a zombie, goes through the dashboard, almost bites you. You spin out of control. You crash. Why did Jane why not get in the driver's seat and give you the baby? That is a great question. Why are you in the driver's seat? Was- you crash. Your door is stuck closed. You can't get out. Jane takes off, has the baby, runs away. You manage to escape. She's already gone. You run off. 
You basically, the three of you convene at this cabin. Jane comes back. She confesses that she's lost the baby. Well, first, Kenny goes she runs bananas. in. Kenny's not there. She runs this. in. She goes, I want you to see what he does. She's well, Kenny's there Kenny's first. And then Jane comes like, in. Stalking towards the building, doing the Mechatron death walk with the glazed over. Well, he only has one eye, so I guess he can't have killer eyes. And then he comes in and he's just lost his mind. And then there's a fight that starts between the two of them after an argument. You can choose to get involved or you, or not. And basically it comes down to the final choice at the end of the game, which is which one of these two people do you shoot? No, it's, it's you can either shoot Kenny or look or, away. Yeah. Okay, right. Not so, shoot. You can't shoot Jane. Of, I feel like one of them's gonna die. So it was my choice. Which of these persons Yes, if I you look away, I, s- yeah. I assume so, that... To me, it basically immediately translated into well, I'm killing one or the other right now. What did we do? Uh, I want to know what you guys did first. Yeah. I shot Kenny. We, we shot Kenny. We shot Kenny. Did you look away? I want someone to have because I want to Yeah, know I know. Happens. I want to know what happened. If it- I looked away and Kenny kills her with the knife and it was really horrible. And I, by the time I looked back, I walked over him and there were four dis- four conversation options. And the top one was shoot Kenny. And I shot Kenny. Oh, Holy you killed them both! Shit. Oh, well. We'll just end it. Nice. Well, I like I it. I was so... That's amazing. My last note is, I feel like shit. <laughs> At the end of this game, I'm just like... No, I actually <laughs> threw the, the keyboard yeah, on the ground. Megan just flipped the keyboard over. <laughs> And there was a horrified uh, silence as she as Clementine walks up. Well, you don't the, have any. You don't have this, this, the another ending choice. So there's then. three Wait a minutes. No, Wait there's, a minute. Yeah, there's more ending choices. Yeah. This raises some questions because we shoot Kenny. Jane's like, "Oh, hey, thank you. I, you know, we're friends. I've said a lot of shit, but BFF girlfriends." Blah. blah, blah. Well, hold on. I, and then talk about how I like then, Kenny's lo- lines. Talk about when. Oh, you, you can talk about that. I, I just was oh, like, "Oh no, Kenny." Because I love that. We, we, Kenny you shoot lines. Kenny, but he's still he's, he's actually still alive, still alive for like he's like on. two minutes, and he talks to you. You know, he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I really just I effed up all over the place, and you I made think, the right choice." And I think I think I said yeah, like, "Oh, it was my yeah, fault. I did it." And he's like, "Oh no, don't you know? It was me." And he's like. You know what? Every day I've been wanting this and begging for death, and now that it's finally here, I'm scared. And then, like, he asks, like, oh, say something to me before I go or something. And I said, it'll be okay. Or, <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't lie to me. And then he died. But it was just cool that I thought that he was like, um, oh, it's okay. You don't have to apologize for anything. Scene, yeah. yeah, like, you kind of. I feel like this is the Walking Dead season two is tricking the shit out of me right now because I feel like Will must have a completely different ending than ours no no it's the same no, I, I, the I know same. exactly exactly the same it's gonna be exactly ours. the same because he just ended up with nobody left either yeah which I didn't either I ended up by your, you and the baby by yourself well no I understand that but I feel like in Will's ending he could easily have not discovered that there was the baby and just walked right no you probably hear the crying because that's how we heard it <laughs> yeah we she the didn't tell us about more it more likely it is in that if this were real life it, like you might not find the baby missing that baby are way higher than jane being like yeah oh. so in well i assume game, jane would have told jane you to if you didn't hear the crying that the baby yeah, jane didn't no, come and tell us shot her yeah no correct jane jane didn't come and tell us at all we heard crying we we're like what is that and we ran after it and then she came up to us and, and then like, explained it i wanted you to know that he was crazy and that he was gonna get us killed that's true i don't know why i associated hearing the crying with jane i guess you're right it's totally yeah she it so what did totally you choose separate. so at that point then you have a choice you can either forgive her we for what her. she did no i was like fuck off uh, that's what i did i said you're out just like the same which one was at the, when, which was funny because well, Nate, I, Nate commented, he's like, you just shot Kenny for her. And I was like, yeah. But at the same time, she just did something god-awful. I didn't shoot Kenny for her. I shot Kenny because I was, at this point, he's so gone. It's either him or her. Because I knew if you look away that he was going to kill Jane. So I was, 
Kenny's just so gone. Can I can I stay with him anymore? I liked Kenny, and, and we were really good friends, and that's why I liked at the end when he was dead that he said like, "Oh, don't worry about it. you. Don't have to apologize. Yeah, you know, you did the great, too. you did the right thing." And I liked that too. He's like the right thing, but I still was just like, "I gotta shoot Kenny." Like, but then after she pulled that thing, I was like, just like when um whatever her name is shot uh, Carly by the Winnipeg, I was like, "You're out, done." Goodbye. Yeah, this time I just I felt like I couldn't follow her. I didn't actually want everyone to die, like it sounds. I <laughs> didn't want people to. <laughs> I wanted most just most of them. I wanted Clementine to be on her own. Half of that game, I felt like she was safer on her own, like Jane had told her. That's the and foreshadowing, so, right? So the entire time, I was kind of this is what I've been wanting her to have. I can't stick with Jane because this whole time I've been feeling like she has to go out on her own. All these people drag her down. I and almost cause wanted. Problems. To, I kind of wanted at this point. If I was playing, I think I would have chosen to stick by Jane just to see... What happens? Not not so much because of that, but I guess more in the sense of, like, to foster her growth as a character. It seems like she wants to do right by you, but she's just so bad at not being... Well, well she does say, mass. like, I, I did it for you no, so that we could she, be yeah. together. And... I believe that. But as someone who has experience with, like, emotional, like, abusive relationships, <laughs> that's kind of what people say, and you can yeah. easily get hurt that way. So it's like a dangerous slope. But it does feel like she, over the course of these two chapters, is learning to be, well, like a person. We choose to project her, we walk off into the snow set, and then, credits. Oh, and she's like putting the stuff all over. So it's really close. The big difference is, of course, I let Kenny kill Jane. Mm -hmm. And then, so the last part is you walk up to his conversation, and I pick to just shoot him, and his last... He's sitting there out of breath, and he's just like, just do it. I'm ready. And she shoots him right in the head. It was so... Whoa. I Stone cold. And I, I thought it was... The one thing that I would say is great is how I flipped what I wanted to do as I was seeing him kill her. I wanted to be all about Kenny. I wanted to stick by him. But that was the thing that pushed him over the line for me. I was okay with him beating Arvo. Who cares about that guy? He's a douche. <laughs> yeah. Of people anyway. Yeah, I didn't but understand why everyone was... loved Arvo so much. I was like, he almost got us killed and he was never helpful. Why are you Straight all defending him? Yeah. And about the medicine to me, or that's what I felt like. Yeah, I did too. I didn't understand it either. I mean, I, I didn't like just blindly killing people the way Kenny kind of wanted to do just do it. I kept telling him to stop because I didn't want Kenny to go over the edge. But yeah, at the end too, I, I, that's why I ended up shooting Kenny before he killed Jane. The whole episode five was like, everybody kept telling me, oh, Kenny's gone. You can't bring him back. And I'm like, oh no, I can bring him back. He responds to me. And he kept coming back when I did talk to him. But it was just like, that at this point, point it was just like, okay, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. And it was just like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to have to do it at some point. And it was just, okay. But then once I found out that she lied, which I kind of fig- I kind of had I figured that right. might have happened. I was guessing that that was probably going to happen anyways. I just booted her the hell out. So you find the baby by the cry anyways with yeah. with Jane dead. You just walk. Yeah, that's actually the... Ch- the Is there of- any... Comp- does she talk to herself out loud it- about it at all? Or just... Everything's silent at that okay. point. Okay. Yeah, the final um, percentage choice is... Besides you and AJ, who's in your group? And you yeah. can be solo, just the two of you, uh, or you can have, I guess, Jane or Kenny or 
That is the question. Can you have either one of those characters? I believe so. So that's not clear to me now. I thought you guys all went with Jane. I believe. Well, you can. So that last one. We didn't kill Jane, but we don't stay with her. We We leave her. So you guys don't know that you could have stayed with her. We don't know for sure. There's an option. You can say I could have chosen that option, but she could have died or gone crazy. I assume though, because. Here's here's or the way like to be. No, it just says that you're alone. You could have been that. with Kenny. Yeah. I, I assume you got to be because it says the last thing is friendship. In the end, who are you with? And it just says in my choice, it was just you and twenty two percent of the players are alone with AJ. That's the same thing. I which all of us twenty two percent? Yeah, which I th- that, that's why I wanted to say the percentages. That's all, surprising that we all, all of us picked it. And it was less than a quarter of choices. I'd say a third because we played at the same time. That's kind of cheating, but but even I still, I chosen to stay actually. So. But still, yeah, there you go. That, that's hardly the two-thirds we'd expect to see. Yeah, only 22.7%. Like Will recommended Wes Fenland's article on PC Gamer. His, I guess it's just an excerpt from his review of Season 2, Episode 5. And uh, I'd like to read a bit of that. He touches on some issues that I think we all agreed on in various parts of the different reviews of each of our games. And he references the ending of Episode 5. The part I'd like to read starts with, Until this episode of The Walking Dead, I was convinced that Telltale's narrative power came from the illusion of choice. If you've ever replayed any of The Walking Dead's dramatic decisions, you know what I mean. In most cases, different dialogue choices lead to the same reactions. Maybe I could have saved Kenny from a beating. Maybe Luke didn't have to die. But replaying those moments robs them of their power, right? It feels like cheating in the same way that save scumming a game with permadeath feels like cheating. Side note, I feel like that's why it's cool that you get all the achievements in one playthrough. Season 2's finale, no going back, left me with a different feeling. The climax left me so dissatisfied, and more importantly, seemed to so dramatically affect the outcome of the story, that I decided to retread my decisions. The second time, I played from the heart and got a radically different ending. I just couldn't bring myself to trust Kenny after two full episodes of him yelling, beating people, and insisting he get his way. Jane forced the fight, and helping her fulfills her character arc, but it also cheats Kenny of a natural conclusion to his. Would he have become a monster on his own without Jane intentionally pushing him over the edge? Replaying the ending answered that question, and the answer is a firm no. If Kenny lives, his ending is amazing, cathartic, tragic, and whole. He completely recognizes what he's become, but keeps fighting against it to be better, and his sacrifice at the end, based on another Clementine choice, gives meaning to all his struggles. It's not exactly a happy ending, but it's a powerful one. Playing the endings in the order I did actually made Kenny's ending more moving. It felt like I discovered the real ending the second time around, the one that offered the greatest sense of closure. It also impressed upon me how many branching paths Telltale has to establish and then wrangle together over the course of an episodic season, and I was surprised by how much more I cared about the ending when I knew that I had controlled how it played out. That behind-the-scenes knowledge enhanced rather than sabotaged my experience of the story. I want to know what yeah, happened. So I, I want to believe I, I none of us know this. Let's, well, we uh, all picked the same thing. I mean, well, well, right, I, that's what's, well, I mean, Will, Will did it surprising. a little bit differently, but we all ended up kind of with the same thing where we're, it was just us and AJ. So yeah, that article was, I finished the game, then read that article, and really assumed that everybody else picked to either go with Kenny or Jane, and I was the complete outlier having killed them both. Well, we were, just not with each other, I guess. If you assume that the other two choices are 50-50, we're not that far out of it. That's true, because they did, the way that that choice is... Right, I mean... The percentage, there's actually three or four options. Yeah, it's... Can you end up with... Yeah, to me, it's I don't no. think so. I think no. it's only no, one. No, there's, there's three right. options. So it's three. So to me, it's weird that right. So it should have been us. close to thirty, and it was twenty, which is not ah. that far out of bed. All right, I've got some. There's a lot of endings. Give it to us. This starts from when you're looking at Jane and Kenny struggling. The option is don't pick up guns slash look away. 
Kenny will succeed and stab Jane to death. As he comes to his senses with what he had done, Clementine has the options to talk to him or shoot him. If the latter is chosen, Clementine will come across AJ and continue alone with him, leading to the ending alone with AJ below. If she merely talks with him, the two will together hear AJ crying in the distance, and Kenny will instantly tell Clementine to go and find him. Clementine will follow the sounds, find AJ safe within a car. After retrieving him, Kenny will come over to them, and they will discuss why Jane had lied about AJ. Clementine can either agree with Kenny, after which she will continue towards Wellington with him, or alternatively she can claim that Kenny is dangerous, resulting in Clementine pressing on alone with AG, leading to the ending that we've all seen. That ending that they mentioned is described as follows. Nine days later, Clementine and Kenny are beginning a walk up a hill with smoke trailing from the other side of it. They will race one another up the hill, and upon reaching the top, both will be stunned as they witness a gigantic wall of metal stretching for miles. Kenny exclaims that it has to be Wellington, and as they approach, they are quickly halted by a gunshot purposefully hitting the ground in front of them. A woman's voice on a speaker then demands for them to stop, drop their weapons, approach the gate, which they do without hesitation. Upon nearing the gate, the woman reveals herself in a small risen outlet on the wall. They will introduce one another, and after Kenny asks what they should do in order to get in, the woman, now known as Edith, gives them the bad news and drops a bag of supplies outside the outlet. Kenny, confused and broken that they won't let them inside, questions Edith, but she replies that they are over capacity as it is. As she continues explaining, Kenny will interrupt, asking her to just take the children. Edith will go and ask someone if it is possible, as Clementine questions what Kenny is doing. Edith will quickly return and say that she can take the children inside, and Kenny deeply thanks her and begins a conversation to convince Clementine to enter Wellington without him. He claims that he can't be trusted to protect them anymore, and that her and AJ would be safe within Wellington. There are then two, two further subsequent endings that can occur here. And I have to stop there because oh my what god, the fuck? how do no, you? What did we miss? What? How do you? But that makes sense. Well, I, I was kind of, I was kind of wondering. Um, how do you start a next season? Well, that's the thing. I was wondering, kind of, with obviously not with all these choices. I don't think. No, it will be. It's gonna I be coming because so. they're they're totally they totally set it up. So in this, no. so you could jump uh, five years forward and. No, no, no. Think about it, right? So it. in all of our choices, we character. all did just Clementine and AJ. We haven't gotten to if Jane's with them, but. If Kenny's with them, it ends up being that just Clementine and AJ get into Wellington. So again, it's now just starting out with just Clementine and AJ. So they've brought those two paths, converged them back together. And I, I but assume. But why wouldn't we have, with our choice of being on our own and going through the walkers, why wouldn't that have just ended with us at Wellington and getting in? Well, maybe they'll just start out I the think, season saying, like, I think it'll be a Clementine character. ends up in Wellington. And, you know, it could be end up in Wellington by. But I mean, what's the purpose in having a whole different well, cutscene for that when... How about how about before we... I guess okay. because they hypothesize. needed some way to get rid of Kenny. I can read you the two endings that are available if you'd like. Yes. Well, continue. Continue, because right. we still have Jane's, too, as well. So it says, ending 1A, if you choose to stay with Kenny. Clementine will refuse the offer, explaining to Kenny that they're leaving together. However, Kenny will continue in an attempt to convince Clementine to enter Wellington, but she will stop him in his speech and ask them to leave together. Edith, torn by their conversation, will throw out a second bag of supplies, saying that she was told to only give one bag per group, and after saying they can check back in a few months and wishing them luck, she departs. The two pack up the bags of supplies and walk away from Wellington as the screen fades to black and the episode ends. There's so much more in that. That, yeah. God. That's definitely a much better um, ending than we got. I, if well, they I enjoyed stay ours, at Wellington, but... however. Ending 1B. Clementine will accept the offer and hug Kenny tightly as he says this is the right decision. He further asks Clementine to tell AJ about his family and all of the people who tried to keep him safe before he takes off his hat and hands it to Clementine, saying that she should give it to AJ when he grows up. 
Clementine turns and enters into Wellington as the gates begin to close, focusing on Kenny and walking away before the screen begins to fade to black and the episode ends. I would have cried. I would have bawled. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I love it. That's so much better what than the episode. What happens to Jane? Yeah, get to the Jane. Jane. Oh, the Jane. <laughs> what, what do you want to know about Jane? This is assuming Jane's dead. No, yes, now the opposite. Now what happens if, if we Kenny with Jane? Jane? If we killed oh, Kenny... Oh, ending, ending two with Jane and AJ. Sorry, I got yes. so wrapped up in that. I don't care Apparently. about this one. Nine days later, Clementine, Jane, and AJ are both back at House Hardware, now seemingly abandoned. Clementine then notices a group of three survivors approaching them. A man, a woman, and a boy. They head down to greet them through a fence... And the other group will claim that they need help and had been walking for weeks looking for food. One of the men will ask Clementine if the baby she is holding is hers before having a short conversation about whether they tried to head north. Jane will explain to Clementine that there is not much food left, leading to two further possible outcomes. Branching again. Damn. If you choose to stay with the family, Clementine will then allow them to come in through a side entrance. Jane will question Clementine about whether that was the right choice as they head to meet them at the entrance. Upon opening the entrance, the group will enter and the woman will introduce themselves as Patricia. Another one of the group members turns his back to Clementine, to which she then notices that he had a gun hidden in his back pocket. The boy will compliment Clementine's hat as the screen fades to black and the episode ends. Oh, balls. That is, that is not it. That's not okay. I don't like that. I would, I would, I would flip the keyboard. Episode 2B. It ends with you having no idea if... So they killed them more. Yeah. Well, the guy turns and he has a gun in his pocket. You know, she like, sees it. And she sees it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna. They don't show the outcome. So you don't know if if they decide to then attack the group or that you know they just continue on or. Ending to be this ending. If you choose to reject the family, Clementine will demand them to leave, much to the group's surprise, and the other group will turn around and begin to leave, as the boy of the group turns and stares at Clementine. Jane says they might return, to which Clementine states that they will be ready, as the screen fades to black and the episode ends. I personally liked our ending when I didn't realize that there were those kind of endings. Yeah, I hate our ending. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, personally, I wanted her to be alone. I wanted her uh, to be strong and I independent. Too, and and no. that, that one little clip to me said that, that she is strong enough and that she can go her own. But with all of those other options, that's such a boring ending. When you saw her walking off into the snowscape, do you really believe that she's going to live? Because when I saw her walking off in the snowscape, I suddenly realized, look at how frail she is. Look at how ridiculous this situation is. There's no way she's going to survive. I thought that she looked like a badass. I thought that she looked like... There's a one the no. scene after that where she's on the hill, right, with the zombies. Oh, yeah. that's what I, that was what I was talking it's about. Just it was a grassy. F- I don't know, man. It was totally, the look in her face I felt when like she we saw this all at the end of season one. Already. Yeah, where she's by herself. It was completely the same thing. She's walking like, off. Oh. Yeah, but this time, this, this was... time to me, it felt different. The other time, it was accidental. She didn't mean to be by herself, but this time, she made a choice. And to me, it looked like she was saying, "This is what I'm doing. I'm not." I'm going alone, and I'll do what I have to do to protect myself and this kid. I don't buy it. It felt like an intentional callback to me. This I, is where I, you started. This is where you ended. I, yeah, but the other time wasn't a choice, and this time it, so, it was. Right, but maybe that's more you mean of the depth because you were catching up with Omid well, and Clara? Or wait, Omid we and Krista. 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 Were we alone at the end of yeah, because season yes. one? You were because at, the, at, at the, dies, the end. You may or may not have killed Lee, and then... he. Lee you tells go you to, to go, go catch, catch up, up with, with them. But you don't yeah. see them? No. Not you don't. yet. You, you see her walking, and then you see them in the distance, and you, like, run up to them or whatever. Oh, so, you, so, so, so it that. ends with you knowing that she's with them, so it doesn't Eventually, end with her alone. Yeah. But that scene is nearly identical without them in it. 
I can't I can't even the Kenny walking off into the distance as the doors of Wellington closed. Sounds like Well I, I completely overwhelmed. Now I have a sorry, question about how did they how did they begin season three? Because with Kenny I understood because like character. they could totally work that where it's it's Yeah, because how else would you do a new Clementine and AJ, but the no, Jane one threw a, me off because I'm not sure. How do you get rid of Jane if you're going to really start it? It turns into just, Fallout 3 where Wellington what? is basically a vault. <laughs> you, just, you start to poke around at the beginning. Everything goes bad. You get ejected into the Just the jump forward five years. Clementine is a young teen. She's got a five-year little... Five, no, I, she's yeah, got a toddler God. with her. What the hell happened? To no, get who's going to want to play them, a game right? with you and a toddler? A baby is one thing, but a toddler would be just. I, I'm going to want to know what happened in those five years. <laughs> I will put money on it right class- now. Flashbacks. Save to the internet. <laughs> I will give you ten dollars each if season three has Clementine as the protagonist. I already downgrade that bet to five dollars each. No, but I will ten dollars is on the her uh, in it at all or her as the protagonist. As the protagonist. Okay. Interesting. And this is only relevant to episode one. If it changes in later episodes, I I I don't know what that would happen. That would be nice. How because you're gonna lose this bet. Who else are they gonna pick? They're not gonna just randomly make a new character. I think it's time for a new arc. They're not gonna do I that. Do, I, I do. I do. It'd be pointless. The, the whole point of the whole thing. When does this game do? Because <laughs> I'm really short. Um, it'll probably. Th- I haven't. Season heard two any. was yeah, like January. I gotta imagine if they're gonna it. keep it probably around the same time. I would think. I haven't even heard. They're, the studio's working on... Yet. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about because it. Because they have other projects. I also should specify that my bet is null and void if there's never a season three. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get $5 by proxy. Well, it's obvious that's what would well, happen. Well, actually, it's $10 because it's already on recorded that you said but, it, but it's also recorded that I amended it to five, and I stuck with that. I'm yep. signing my name. There's a giant John Hancock in the air. But we're editing that part out. <laughs> Nate says, well, Shit. it wasn't Clementine because it wasn't anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be Clementine. It's so. I mean, okay, uh, okay. I don't know. I, 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 I don't could, want another fourteen-year-old Clementine. I, I don't, don't want to play another fourteen-year-old. Th- that's part of my bet here. Is that? But you want to play? A, think pr- you want to play a, t- a five-year? And B, I don't in want the future to be. Teenager? a nineteen-year-old Clementine. Sure. Mm. I mean, I did that in Tomb Raider already. Boosh. I hate when they do that. Like, oh, we're just going to throw out a whole bunch of time and fast. Then, I, I, then inevitably they do the flashbacks, and like it's just like, well, if you're going to do the now. flashbacks, why not just do it from the beginning? If they just jump forward 400 days. But I mean, like we're saying, if if Clementine, if we feel like you can't just start up with her right from there, then hypothetically this could be ended. It could be the but end why, of the thing. But why? why can't you? I mean, so Will, you're the one that 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 pretty animate that you don't want to play another. How old is she supposed to be in this? Play that. Well, okay, we'll go with you a second. But give, 15. What, four, oh, let's just say she's... Okay, 14. So go, give me your... What? Your reasoning why... I didn't like playing as this character because she was way too weak. She... Nobody trusted her to actually... You tried to make her make all these decisions, which didn't feel like it made sense to me. She was asked to do make these decisions that were well above her. People were trusting her way more than you would go come and come and trust a tiny little kid to make these kind of decisions. I, I didn't feel powerful as a character. I mean, there was a lot of reasons why I was just not I think that's what makes it interesting her. is that you I, don't, you shouldn't always have control, and that's why I kind of like that we were playing her, because you have a fair were, amount of control, but yes, you're you're weak, you're not, it's kind of, what is that never sleep, or there's some Steam game that was on sale it's a little tiny toddler crawling around and it's a nightmare world, and all the reviews about it talk about how the fact that you can't actually do anything because you're a baby. I think that there are interesting things you can do and try and tell a story from a different perspective. 
a lot of indie games try and put you in these different mindsets, and for a while that can be fun. From what we've experienced lately, all those indie games only last an hour or two, and that's about as much of that as I can stomach. It just gets so old running away every time, hiding under the bed every time. Anything that I say to adults, nobody really? listens and you to don't me. get so tired of you... sh- solving problems with shooting? Because I get tired of that in the same way. So let me ask you a question. Some okay. games, like the Call of Duties, right? All you do is shoot people. Sure. Have you ever played a game called MDK? I have not. MDK was interesting. It's a murder-death kill. But okay. you play as three different characters. It's a third-person character. One of the characters is this... A dog which is uh, genetically altered. So the dog carries guns around. And so he gets through every level he comes to by shooting shit. And then the main character has a stealth suit. So any character, any level that he's in, you've got to like stealthily move your way through. And then the third character is the scientist where you have to pick up something in your left hand, pick up something in your right hand, combine them. And the great thing about that game is you jump between those three characters the whole time, and but the whole style of the game changes every time you jump through. And you know that when you're playing as the dog, you're just going to blow shit up until you get through the end of this, and it's just, what can I blow up to get to the end? Whereas when you're the scientist, you have to think through things, and it's having that nice jumping back and forth between different play styles that really makes that game work. And I feel like in this game... I'm always the kid. It's. I think it's time for a new perspective. Exactly. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you. So, I if don't think you be as cool as that so if sounds, you think it's but... time for, do you want it just to be a new perspective of a character we already have, or no. do you want a complete reboot no. and you're just playing somebody else? New arc. Who the fuck um... is left with our story unless you bring back people? Well, you have you have the other group. You have Bonnie, Mike, Arvo. They left. Hey. Um, you could have. We don't know what happened to Krista. You don't know what happened to Krista. I upgrade my bet. $75 a person if the new game features Arvo as the protagonist. <laughs> that would be off the hook. I would be like, wow, this game's terrible. I would totally be in love with it if it would because I would just, they would piss off so many people. And just to see the look on like, people's faces, like, no. <laughs> no. But there's something you said. There is a conversation point. I can't remember if she's talking to Bonnie or Jane. And you could respond... I'm tired of people not trusting me or not believing in me or not thinking that I'm strong. Oh, yeah. But it, I found that ironic because people were always asking her to do things. I actually wrote, like, I actually answered you have, that. You have to climb this really? rope. You have to go in here. You have to I do that. I said, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I was like people trust me. <laughs> I like, I like heckled that Dang. option. I was like, who would be complaining about not having enough responsibility as Clementine? The woman who's been basically tasked with solving all of Kenny's sort of everybody's problems yeah but it just it felt like even though the adults in some ways act like you don't have any control at the same time they're constantly turning to you and being like what do you want or you need to climb that or we can't do it without you it felt unbelievable to me well answer the the answer the question so i'm not sure whether i would still want to see clementine of these characters or did something like a parallax where we like see some of the characters come in and out like, re-explain something from a different perspective. I, I do like those things. There are certain parallax, parallax books and the video games. I mentioned briefly earlier that the original Half-Life plays the same game in four different perspectives, which I really loved seeing how all those storylines come together. And so I like stories that do that. And so seeing something... Seeing... Lee and Clementine walk hey, through one hey, of your scenes as you're going hey, through a story, I think would be really cool. But hey, Will, I'm not tied to any of those. Have you ever watched a movie called Cloud Atlas? 
No. Oh. I feel like I've heard of that. I've heard of it. Never, really? never oh, watched oh, it. Oh, my goodness. That's Normally the, everyone groans when I mention this. Uh, that's it's by the, the Wachowskis, that, which are not the brothers anymore. They had some really great special effects team, and then the special effects team went out of or went bankrupt right after the movie, and it was a an amazingly that sounds about movie. right. If you add makeup to that formula, the bake the makeup in that movie is the best I've ever seen ever. So let's talk it about Cloud involves, Atlas in just a second. Yeah, it Why don't good. we let Megan give any final points and wrap up before we? I'm trying to think of final points. I and. I think the, yeah, the score. I, I guess I like, and yeah. justify your. Do score. we do it, the score for like the two episodes or the whole season? Well, you could do all because I haven't, I haven't done them. Seasons. No, let's do both. Give us a number. Explain why. I thought about this actually yesterday as I was playing it, and part of me wanted to change my answer depending on give the qualification for if you paid full price for this game or if you got it on sale like I did. Price which shouldn't I, factor I shouldn't, your score. I, but in a way... Assume you got it for free. Wait, no, because we talked... Or you guys talked about how it's a recommendation. How yeah. a score could be a recommendation and I would recommend someone to play this if they don't pay full price. I would... Str- I would fairly strongly recommend it if you don't pay full price and I would not strongly recommend someone to pay $24 each for each season. But kind of trying to ignore that, I guess I kind of went for a mid-ground of what I was feeling and would say about a seven. Season one, I probably would give a six. There were a lot of... Whoa! Whoa! You're giving season two better than season one? Whoa! Because of the gameplay, I I, uh, felt like in season one, I was really annoyed with the game. I was really... There were parts that I couldn't... too much game in No. (laughs) I like not doing anything. No, it was more the way... (laughs) Well, my favorite example is in season two on those random scenes when you're kind of running but it's part interactive and that red line mm-hmm. would go up down sideways or you'd have little they were so stupid they like, were stupid <laughs> but at least it felt more like oh I'm not because if I was watching if there was too much movie like we talk about happens later on I would zone out and pull up my phone and check Facebook and then I'd have to pause to read an article and I'd be like oh shit it's been half an hour I need to get back to the game if they gave those little tiny directions in there then I didn't I stayed in the game, and to yeah, me, but, that's important. If I if I get but those taken out of the didn't game, didn't do anything. If you, you don't really do them right, you no. That's what I'm saying. You, in this, well, that, that's why opinion, it's a low score. I, when you, that's why I didn't like heavy rain. When you're driving, right. when you're driving the car, uh, you know, when, as Clementine after Kenny gets out and tries to search for gas, and you know, Jane tells you to step on the gas. You step on the gas. There's a direction arrow to like avoid a zombie. But if you don't avoid the zombie, the zombie just goes through your windshield anyways. And if you do, you still just crash. So it's like. Either way, you were still in the same situation. It didn't really matter or affect anything that you did or did not hit the... My point is, whatever you guys say, when I'm playing a game, if I get distracted and I'm not playing it, then the game is not good. (laughs) Then I can't tell other people, I think you should sit through this. You will be so entertained, you will want to go through Facebook. I agree. It doesn't matter why you're being drawn into the game. You're not being drawn into the game. That's my point. I'm not saying that it was the greatest tool or that it had any point but it kept me focused on it because I did enjoy the story I did enjoy parts of it and I couldn't quite explain why I kept getting distracted through season one and two but even worse in one I constantly was like oh wait yeah I need to finish this game and I I couldn't put my finger on it but part of it felt like that I felt like either I was watching a movie like a long cutscene, a fairly long and not as interesting cutscene as we had in The Last of Us. I felt those cutscenes totally drew me in. These ones were like, eh. And then in the actual gameplay, I just, like we were saying, you walked around a whole lot and you just looked at things and I was going, wait, where's the story? I, there just felt like a disconnect somewhere in there. 
I don't know why. I just, I felt like I was enjoying season two more than I was enjoying season one. Plot wise, yes, I like season one, but I love Lee. Like we've talked about, I can't stand the characters. I wanted them to die because <laughs> I didn't want them around anymore. So in that sense, I guess I like the story in one, but somehow the gameplay in two kept me focused. I'd give that a seven and I'd probably maybe a six and a half for the first season, but I feel like there was an improvement in some fashion. What was your favorite part or who was your favorite character? I cared about Kenny and I, for a very long time, Kenny is the wanted, Russo of this game. I wanted to protect him and defend him to everybody. I really liked Jane up until the end when she bowled that. Um, I liked, she didn't really bullshit a lot up until that point. I mean, I knew that she would leave if she wanted to leave. She didn't try to undermine me. She didn't try to change my mind and play games with my head. I don't know. I just kind of liked her character. But then every time I'd start to like one of them. So with Jane, she was one of the first characters where I can think that the writers said, oh, her thing is that she wants to be alone. She always acts in a way that she says that she acts in a way that she always wants to be alone, but her actions never seem to, to line, up. line up with how she was. Well, she kind of about it she before. remind me of that character from Savannah that was climbing the rooftops with the ice pick or the axe or whatever. I was entertained by her. I think that's why the and she solitary. Had the pick to make her jump. Yeah. Crazy. Maybe it's just that I'm entertained by the solitary female characters that are surviving on their own. Maybe that's why I like Jane, because I like that first character as well. They just seem like actually... But she'd be a fan of Michonne. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they just seem like strong characters as opposed to a lot of the other females in this game that are just like, shut the fuck up, Sarah, I swear to God. (laughs) If you whine one more time and scream when we tell you that you need to shut up, I might hurt you. I couldn't stand Sarah at a certain point. She did anybody care when Sarah died? I did, but only because I just... My whole goal with a lot of the, of the game was just anybody who's in my group, I just tried to save. That so, makes sense. so, like, I even told Jane... To I even together. told Jane to drop down to get her, and Jane did. And then, like, she tried to lift, but she couldn't lift the... Oh, so there's the, no way to save her. No, there's no way to save oh, her. Okay. She dies no matter what. Oh, I feel um, a little better. Bonnie gave Jane a bunch of crap for not helping her, but... Oh, see, I did, I told Jane and Jane let go of... Uh, I think Luke or somebody was grabbing her. Yeah, Bonnie was indecisive as shit, just flip-flopping everywhere about what she wanted to do. The pregnant woman from... what? Oh, uh, Rebecca? Rebecca, I swear to God, from the first time I met her, she was so awful. I hated her, and then I started liking her as this No, I on. never liked her. I was... We never find out the story if she cheated on her husband or if... Oh, she did. She had a thing with Carver. Well, yeah, they all... At the beginning, they kind of left this idea of, well, did he force her into it because he had the power or was it like an actual relationship? And then when it starts coming out that, no, it was a relationship, I'm going, you you dug that grave, bitch. Like... So, Nate, let me ask you. It seems like not very many of these characters were likable. (laughs) Do you think likable characters are important in a story or you can have important characters for other reasons? I... I'm a firm and passionate believer as someone who, I think it's a very interesting question to ask me because I'm very stubborn about this, and I really think that it's not that important to have characters that are relatable or likable. I think there's a lot of things, I think when I'm taught how to write, when I'm taught how to create stories and different things that I've done, it's been, whenever it's impressed upon me that there are certain formulas or patterns that I need to follow in order for people to be you want a relatable character. You want people to understand what you're doing. I think that the most interesting things I see in any form of media come from subverting those same expectations. And I know that those are the things I get most interested in and involved with. I really like troubled characters. I really like characters that have struggles. 
I don't really tend to find myself anchoring towards like stable or normal individuals in the same way because I'm just more curious about what Well, there is that whole new uh, thing, right? You know, with the, the character you love to hate. Yeah, I think that's part of it. But at the same time, I get really bothered by characters that are written into a hole with really shallow one-dimensional writing. And I think a lot of times we see characters that are presented as antagonists, and that's not fascinating to me. People that are presented as villains are also not fascinating. It just doesn't seem real. What I really like to see is characters that have sort of... A, I mean, obviously this is limited by the medium, but I like to have, see characters that have motivations we can understand who aren't black and white in their actions. And I don't like the idea of a good person and a bad person. It's one of the reasons I'm not typically a big fan of superhero films. It's just very boring to me, and it, I think it reinforces this idea that there is absolute good and there is absolute evil. In my experience, that's not how the world works, and I don't think that... I don't think that it does people good to be fed the idea of that in the form of movies as often as people are, especially right now. In order to be able to flush out characters in that way, fully mm -hmm. flush out characters, I think that it has to take a lot more time. Would you yes, agree? Yes, I definitely agree with that. So I think Kenny is a great example of a flushed out character that's not defined. In some ways, he's kind of one-dimensional. I think he's driven by progress. He's a protector. He's kind of the alpha male, as the characters in the story started pointing out towards the end. But did they even have a chance to flush out characters? In this? Because if you think about it, who were the two characters that were prominent in both seasons? Clementine and, and, Clementine. and Clementine. Right. But Clementine, and you don't really have much... You don't really... She's, more she's of background a in season one. Way, I feel like. Yeah, so you don't really get a good she's grasp of her in season right. one. You, you know, she's kind of always like Lee tells her to go high, or so you don't right. really like see how she handles the situation. So. And I think that. I think Kenny's kind of the only Lee. You see that you're leading. This is the exact same conclusion I have. Lee, I think, was written in a similar way where he's likable, and we like Lee. Lee has a troubled history, which I think gives him some he's not more perfect. interesting depth as a character, and I really like that. But I think at the end of the day, he is the protagonist who's designed so that most people playing the game will strongly identify with him. And I think that I really want to believe that stories don't need that. But I think that's a little naive. So I, I do you think that, that this, this idea that you can kill off characters and you need to reintroduce or you need to freshly introduce new characters every episode is almost at completely odds with this ability to write very complex characters? Not necessarily, in my opinion, because what you have is characters like Kenny, where in the process of other characters but dying Kenny off, didn't. Kenny gains depth. So it's almost like you can have a mixture of both, where certain characters, you can develop them enough to show them as important relational objects to certain characters, so that when those relational object characters die, we gain greater understanding of the motivations and the backstory for those certain characters. This reminds me of an interesting conversation while we were playing. I made the choice to sit with... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I made the choice to sit with Kenny in the lodge we the all made lodge. yeah we all made that decision not no me. and nate made the decision oh, to yeah, sit right, with the yeah. other group and like, he was saying well i'm these are the people i need to develop my relationship with uh, kenny already knows i'm friends with him like we're already tight yeah but my reasoning for like, sitting mm -hmm. was had nothing to do with picking who i was going to go with my entire reasoning was hey i haven't seen you in 18 months i thought you were dead i want to catch up so it's interesting i didn't feel the attachment that i had to go sit with those people to establish that they were mine because a i didn't know them very well and b i, th I was like i don't know where it's going to go from here but that was not even on my mind on my mind was where the fuck were you how did you survive <laughs> so that's why i sat but clearly they were trying to imply that the choice that i made meant something different later in the game and it kind of ties into the fact that 
you are changing characters. Maybe if I'd known them a little bit longer, I would have been inclined to back them up and sit with them and prove that I was with them. But I didn't know them but all how that well, you... and I just didn't care to do that. But the thing is, okay, for most games, shows, or whatever, where there's sequels, there's other episodes, you have that ability to keep characters around where it makes sense. In this setting, you're supposed to be in a po- post-apocalypse world where... It's dangerous around every corner, whether it's from zombies or other humans. So people are supposed to be dying regularly. And it's your chance of survival is supposed to be, from day to day, is supposed to be like less than like around 5 10%. So if they just started having everybody, 90% of the group from, say, season one survive to season two, no, it becomes less believable. Absolutely. I think it's good that... So Which kind of puts them in a box is that they have to kill these people off because that's what should be happening if we, if we want to keep it as a semi-real scenario but by killing them off to will's detriment you lose the ability to flesh out these characters and really get backstory and get really into who they are rather than just oh i met you 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 did something against me or i like what you did and now you're dead sort of like game of thrones where it's like say game of thrones it's like oh game of thrones tries to take them both you want to kill off people and completely introduce everybody so you have 6,000 pages where nothing happens. I think one of the things I value most about video games and books, and one of the things that I like the least about movies, is just the amount of time you get to spend with characters, especially in books, yeah. especially in long-form novels. You just, by the end, you just know these characters. That's the favorite thing best thing about books. throws death in the end of a book or towards the end where you're just like, oh, what? I know so much about you. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think that's really interesting. From what we know, which group, season one group or season two group, did you like better? Season one group was so dysfunctional. I know, they were both dysfunctional. They were all dysfunctional. Yeah. But Lee was there. But Lee was there. (laughs) The funny thing is, I do have to comment, partway through season two, I forgot that I hadn't been playing as Clementine the entire time, and I'm getting that that was just me, (laughs) that you were uncomfortable playing as her. And you'd preferred Lee, but when you said that for a second, I was like, wait, you've been playing her that way the whole two... Wait. I had that moment, too, yeah. Because I just felt like while you weren't playing her character, she was always right there, and she was the center of the story. Oh, I felt the exact opposite. Like, when I felt Lee, I almost didn't even remember Clementine. Occasionally, she would come up, and I'd be like, oh, how you doing, sweet pea? Oh, I'm good. Okay, yeah, you go over there and hide. (laughs) I guess I technically played season two, episode three with Nate before I did anything else uh, so i okay. knew that she was central and i was when i started Maybe playing that I was like, would wait be a different. minute yeah. i don't remember seeing lee and it was like uh, about that <laughs> it's funny you awkward. asked me earlier if it would be awkward walking around basically walking around with a toddler the whole time uh, and then i just thought to myself oh yeah season one that's you walk around with a little kid the whole time. Yeah. She's yeah. a little bigger than a toddler, a little more self-sufficient, but, but yeah, not go a ahead, lot. Well, what do you like? Which group did you like better? I hated all. Or did you hate them equally? <laughs> I like. What you didn't want them all to die? Uh, you hated them all. Say it. It's okay. The season two group, I definitely didn't care whether they lived or died. Thank season you. Season one group, I was I'm not... more. I cared a little more about. I think that's people. where we were in these games, though. So I, mean, I don't think it was the group or the writing of the game. Duck and so you didn't care Duck's as mother's that's name. That's possible. Kacha. 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 I cared Did, uh, far more up? about oh, those. Bad pun that... attempt. I was going to ask if she caught you up in feelings or something uh, like that. Oh, jeez. I felt far oh, more engaged. The, the scene in the attic where there's the other boy and you start to see Kenny's inability to deal with dead children... This yeah. is why season season one was just so much better story. 
Which I was much more. Oh, I think this. I I'll agree that I think the storyline was better. And I thought you did more. I liked. I actually liked. Yes. Okay. It was annoying at times. Go pick up the. I forget what it was to put it in the generator to start. But I still liked doing some season two. It just seemed like okay. Wait for the next story. I don't know what it was in season one. I liked the story better. I liked the people maybe a little more in season one. But there's something about the second one that just. I don't know. I just load better. I don't. I have no idea. But Nate, you liked group two better? Yeah, and it's not because of the group. It's just because I felt more... I think it was how the game was presented. My there's. I guess we'll get to this when it comes to my review score, but there was... Season two had me in a way that season one didn't quite. Season one had more highs where I was really involved, and I think by the time season two rolled around, I was more accustomed to the game and what it was doing. There was less of that involvement. But I think the quirks and the mechanics had been worked out and I just was able to roll through it much smoother and I think that I really I think it was because of how much time I'd spent with Kenny but I really connected with Kenny this time around and it kind of made the whole group even though the rest of the group was kind of less notable I was just so Kenny and Jane were just such interesting characters to me yes and, and I, 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 I kind of liked that, that held the whole group up. and I kind of liked how they made that because in season one I didn't care about it those were the two characters you really I think pretty much everybody right. connected with either one of them or both of them Right. And then those were the two at the end that you had to choose. That is interesting. I hadn't thought about Like, the other characters who pretty much everybody either hated Floaters. or didn't care about, they just said, okay, they left and yeah. don't worry about them. They oh, she fell off the side of the thing. And I didn't feel that way about <laughs> Kenny in season one. I was I just didn't. like, this dude's crazy. Will but said he was, two, they were like BFFs. But like, me and Lee when and Kenny were like... and they brought him back, I was like... <sighs> Yeah, I hugged him. I just and went up and like, yeah. yeah that was and I think that dramatically option. enhanced my appreciation of him being around and my and I, you know, I it really did feel like this is a character from my past who I understand his backstory. As artificial as that separation may have been, I don't feel like a lot of games do that where they take someone away and they bring him back and you're like, dude, remember that shit we did? That's crazy. I see how it's affecting you. I'm sorry that I killed your son. Basically, returning back from the break, down a Megan. We are discussing final thoughts on Season 2, and as it applies to Season 1, this is a bigger picture. I got some questions before Ooh. we do reviews, but what would you hate the most? Oh, I mean, Carver. I can hate that guy. Well, Bonnie was right up there next to Carver. Really? You just did not like Bonnie. Bonnie was almost more evil in her, like... Really? In her, like, inability Going to... that. To, Carver was like a one... Like, you could read Carver. You knew what Carver was going to do. Bonner... Bon, Bonner. Bonnie. <laughs> Bono. Bonner. <laughs> Bono is more of a When he's not singing in U2, he's in the in the Walking Dead universe. Yeah, like she tried and I felt like her... I was always feeling like forgiving her was a, the right thing to do because she just didn't seem like she wanted to hurt anybody. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because she kept hurting people. And I feel like that's way harder to deal with than Carver where the logical solution is to beat in his face with a crowbar. She was very much like Nick in some regards. Yeah. Where... This doofus just couldn't get anything right. Yeah. Yeah. And whether or not his intent was malicious, he just caused a lot of problems. And but, she just caused a lot of problems. But do you think she caused she... problems on purpose, or maybe not just directly on purpose, but she knew what she was doing and she caused problems? Or was it more like Nick, where he just, he was just a buffoon and he didn't, just the way he was stumbling about caused a problem. She might not have felt like she had agency, but even her indecisions were causing me problems. Yes, I agree with that. Carver, though, is the answer, really. That's who you, who'd you like the best, Nate? Kenny. You liked Kenny, huh? Kenny was the troubled character. Man, I so wanted it to be Kenny. What'd you say? 
Like he was my favorite character until he stabbed. Yeah, I totally face. understand. Jane. Let me ask you a question. Jane. So if you, if you, if you listening had, if you... to him kill her when you looked away, so you look away, but you still you you he's got his knife basically penetrating her when you decide to look away, and I looked away and then just listened to her scream and listened to him kill her, and that was the last straw. It, couldn't be him anymore, which is why I ended up killing both people. So if if you had if you would take the opposite road though, and you had killed Chop Kenny, would your opinion of him have changed? Yeah, that might be where I'm coming from. Like the, it was I the only like reason you didn't like Kenny at the end because he did that, and maybe if he if you had killed him before he had the chance to do it, it would have been different. That's so backward. If I had killed him, would I have liked him better? Yeah, no, it's a weird... It's a weird. I think he would have. A, a weird way of thinking about it, but you killing him would have stopped him from doing the thing that, that basically... Yes, him, yeah. the most, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's why I feel like shit at the end of this game. <laughs> if, if I had to take out Kenny, I feel like there were likable people in the first season. There was... An old guy who I died in the... I don't remember any of the characters. I mean, I remember There's a nice them, but... old guy who died in the sewer. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, the guy you meet. He had the shovel or something, right? The Nate character from... The Nate character three. is my second favorite. Because that dude's <laughs> yeah, hilarious. What's he his was just... He was so Ronnie. wildly out of the rest of the story that it was just amazing. Ronnie, Robbie. Who was it? I, I just called him Nate, man. I don't remember. Which character was that? Remember the the, the, guy who got the one-armed the Indian guy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Carver's the obvious I guess, choice. Or ex- if I had to exclude him because... He's a well-realized evil character. Yeah, I mean, he was just made to be the pure evil. Hold on, hold on. No. No. Do you still think no. that? No. Having a half a second to think Came about it? Came out of my mouth, and I was like, no. But he was well done for being one-dimensionally evil. I thought so. Maybe it's just the what voice. What do you mean, well done? The voice acting was good. Okay. <laughs> I've really reduced well, no, my I, I compliment think, here. I think they sufficiently... Sometimes the character was obviously meant to be a real bastard, a-hole. A- and I think sometimes when they make these characters, or they have the idea of these characters, they don't fully get that across. But I think they did enough with this character that I'd be really shocked to see somebody not hate him who right. played this game. But I don't feel like <clears> they made it cheap either, you know? Yeah, I mean, they didn't go over the top and just be like, oh, okay, well, he's just executing one person every five minutes of the game, doing whatever else crazy. If I'm excluding Carver, I would say toss up between Ben and Luke for hate. Ben, oh, was Ben season one or was he season two? Season one. He's okay. the guy with the varsity jacket. Yeah. Will's, uh, yeah. He showed back up wearing his varsity jacket in season in season two, episode five. As a walker, right? <laughs> no, he was just oh, in the dream, but. Oh, like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, in the uh, yeah in the the van and the Winnebago. Because Luke, I hated him the first episode. I briefly liked him the first half of episode two, and then from then I just hated him again. The whole like he just everything about him was just he tried to be the guy that oh you can count on me and come on Clem let's do it. But everything was just he was kind of how you were saying Bonnie like everything he touched just went to shit. Yeah, man, I hear that. I felt like his heart was in the right place, but again. Yeah, and then like, why did I like Bonnie and I hate, or why did I like him but I didn't like Bonnie? I don't quite understand. Because she was. So those two, yeah, those two. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, well, now when you say it like that, <laughs> obviously you know, serious, but fuck women, right? Uh, I, I, but no. You know who I liked? I liked Carly, the, the reporter, the reporter chick, until she got shot up. 
I thought she was pretty good. You know, like we were start like I we, liked her too. She as, like as Lee, I was starting to like yeah build a little like, you know chemistry. We're like okay, we're gonna do this. Even though I was working with the other woman who shot her too, but you know I thought she was like oh, okay. I was like she'll be around. She seems like she knows how to handle a gun. She knows the situation. And then of course she died. Anyways, I did want to bring up particularly because it's been in the news a lot lately. In the news. I felt like this game did a really good job of having strong male and female characters and people of mixed and various races and about as close to a race issue as you get in the whole game is the Mike going jacket. like, oh, should she be wearing a confederate jacket? Oh, yeah. And then they're immediately like, no, you're being dumb. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Almost their social commentary is... All that shit's bullshit. We've got way bigger, bigger problem. problems yeah. to worry about. I yeah. almost want to say that I feel like... So I agree with the race portrayals very well. People have come. Oh, and there are gay character, Or we're fairly sure, certain there's at least one gay character. Who? You know, Who did you think was gay? Guy from... Yeah, the, the, the teacher. We had a whole... That was epic. Oh, that. that was... We were just a... We were just kind of yeah, but guessing. I mean, it wasn't really yeah. right. It wasn't. But that, I mean, that was this whole. That was the that's tone even of more this whole game, I think, is right? That it can be inferred. There are not. people's preferences, gender, religion, almost even age doesn't matter. It's what you're doing in the world that matters far more than any. Of Which these is what it should be. I mean, in this kind of situation, you. those things shouldn't. Like you said, there's a lot. There's a lot more things to worry about than things like oh, well, you know, race issues or sexism or religion or whatever. You know, it's either survive or don't survive. Right. And these other things become second and nature. While that second. Is exactly what it's supposed to be. It would be very easy for them, like so many other video games these days, to have a bunch of white male protagonists fighting against a bunch of white males to try and save the female. But yeah. that aspect never doesn't feel like it ever comes up in this game and even when you do see a couple of white guys they all seem generic which is almost exactly the opposite of what you would expect but do they the one thing i was gonna say about they do stereotype things southern stereotypes are are way so most of the cars are pickup trucks very rarely do you see them taking like a some small like you know hatchback or something it's always like they're always in the countryside not everybody has a pickup truck there's other cars or the characters of kenny and such they're like even a lot of the other white male characters they're all like the the stereotypical southern guy who's got the beard got the twang got the oh i'm just a you know rough redneck i would have liked it more if they hadn't resorted to making arvo russian I don't think he needed to be Russian. He felt really strongly against. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I do that, and I have. There's some residual feelings mm -hmm. I have about gender portrayal in this game. I feel like the women. Well, I guess it depends on how you break down gender equality in games. To me, I would like to see. I think of Jane as an example of someone who's portrayed as. I think I have this idea that true gender equality in relations in video games would be more about characters that could that I almost perceive could be either gender. I felt like well, almost everybody had That's probably just not counter examples of visible. the other gender. Is there somebody do you feel like there was any particular character which had to be that specific gender? Uh, I do feel like Jane was defined by her I feel like her I think her I think a male loner feelings. would have been a you might I guess have had you're right, actually. Crazy, that could have been the same. Or more weird like the male female 
pedophilia thing gets a little weird. But other than that, I think that as a male owner, that character would have been about the same. Oh, you mean in terms of how Jane treats Clementine? Yeah. I see. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. I don't know why. It's just some feeling I have. Because it feels to me like yeah, there is a good Jane balance. is rapidly drawn as oscillating between like in touch with like the quote-unquote feminine side of having a lot of affection and being a big sister and against what I perceive as a more like reaction against those types of feelings, which is her more like defensive side. Not that there's anything wrong there, with that. I think that's interesting. But I do think it's drawn in a way that's distinctly feminine. But I, now that you mention it, I guess I don't. That's just a feeling I have. I'm not sure why I feel. I don't that way. think at any point in this game would I that I have any like ideas like oh such a girly thing to do or yeah I something think you're like right. yeah like I think Sarah right. maybe if Sarah was a little boy but that you know what I could I was thinking of that too that might be my bias but, but I was that had crossed my mind too but then I Im- immediately crossed it out because Duck Duck was the same way he was very scared very weird as Good a little point. boy so like you're right there is I was, I'm trying to think I, I really struggle to find a character that's yeah, that could be that could only be one gender. I think that's a great way to ask the question because it sort of set the feelings I had straight, and I think the feelings are just a larger thing about games in general, not really specific to this game. I just think this one is an interest an interesting oh, example. Of here we go. Could, doing it right. Could Carver? Could Carver's character have been female? I'm thinking of Infamous Second Son now. Yeah, I've never. I didn't play Infamous. Second. With uh, what's her face, the concrete lady. Yeah, I only played a little bit of that, but. But but could I mean could there be a female character that usually you know the stereotypical thing is that oh women don't aren't crazy like that they're gonna that they're gonna instantly kill people be very violent or they're be- far more manipulative if they're that yeah, kind of that would be the stereotype could that character have been done as a woman hmm. I mean if any game could it could be this one were there any I think the really 21st century is the century of women evil women in this game. Mostly evil by inadvertent behavior. Uh, the girl who shot Carly. Carly. Uh, what's her name? And even, but even so that we, was she really? Even that it was seen. We didn't it was kill like her. A, we just like kicked a, her out. It was right? like a Kenny thing where she was driven by. Yeah, and that's the thing I was going to say. Was she really just evil, or is it she, she was all pissed because of her dad and because the she thought that Carly stole the supplies and? Okay, so here's our. Examining our bias. So we're justifying the reasons why she did things. Could we not justify the reason why Carver was doing things? You could. He wanted control. He wanted a situation where everything was controlled because the world to him represented everything being out of control. But I mean, it's a matter of, you can, I mean, you could technically try to justify anything. You could justify like Hitler if you wanted to. But the question is, similar. The question is, is at what level do you realize that you trying to justify or slash make excuses is murder is yeah is wrong yeah. like you know you could sit there and say oh well he wanted to unify Europe and he wanted to create you can manipulate manipulate anything but is it whether the situation calls for that or not so nate you are trying to be a writer so Ooh. i i assume you're approaching the game with that kind of frame of mind vaguely yeah like i vaguely approach look at like the the programming aspects of these things that are interesting right yeah um how they're able to spare resources that kind of thing yep um so i might be putting a little bit more on your shoulders but we know that the writer of these this game has changed from episode to episode yes we do know that i was looking at the credits and i was noticing that yeah what do you think like how do you think a writer is writing this kind of story oh man it almost seems like 
I think that there are two ways. Okay, this is just boldly presumptuous, and I part of me wonders if I'm just completely 100% wrong. I have to imagine, in my mind, writing a story like this would come down to one of two options. One, you think of certain key choices that would affect the character, and you lay them out in order, and you kind of plot out where those things could go. Or two, you imagine one path, and you think about points that could differ from the choices you're making. Like you sort of inject the choices into a plot that you already have in mind. And given the way that this story seems to be mostly linear, I almost kind of feel like it's the latter. But maybe that's a naive and oversimplifying way to so look at it. So do you think that, no, I like for that. example, that's a, good idea. a producer said, these are the plot points we need to hit, and the writers just filled in dialogue? No, I think, I think that I'm really biased on this, uh, but I think that this seems like a story that was created by a writing team. It doesn't look like it's answering to a lot of plot points. Yeah, I mean, I think I, th- I think the um, people that who are credited as the writers of the episode, I don't think they're the only people who write or work on story and plot of the episode. I think they're just the main people who are involved with, as like more like head writers for that episode because I think they have to have a centralized plot and theme that okay, this is how we're going to start. This is where they're going to go, like the major points, and this is how it's going to end, and then. To who fill in, wrote that. Uh, they have I mean, a guy who person. actually is like the head telltale guy that works on it. I assume he's him and the full group of writers convene on that. I don't know if they do it. Doesn't, doesn't every episode say written by, and then they have one, possibly two people? They do, but I think that, like I said, I think that's more the head writers for that episode. They, I see. they're you the think ones it's that collaborative. Yeah, they're the ones that are kind of driving that episode in filling in what happens in that episode but the main plot points like oh, okay the say the end of the season it's going to be clementine and aj and maybe two other people say kenny and jane i think i would have and to then fill in the way to get to that point yeah i was gonna say i can imagine starting season two and looking at a really big picture and saying here's where clementine's gonna be at the end here's where she is now Yes. And kind of filling in two arcs at a time. And I think that would be the task of those individual writers, is to populate that episode with sort of the idea of what it would be leading towards. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how they do TV shows. I mean, I'm just assuming that since it's episodic that they're doing the... I know that. They're doing... I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you know, different TV show or different episodes of a single show will have a different director. And different writers, yeah. Writers. But I don't think usually they're in such a short supply and answering to such an overarching plot. I think even shows with overarching plots... Generally, the episode to episode is a little more. I guess I have. I guess the obvious parallel to be drawing here would be The Walking Dead, the TV show itself. I don't know a lot about that. In my, they do have a. To be one of those shows where there's. They have one of the episode, 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 episode. Another episode bumps along the plot more. Episode, episode, episode (laughs) finale. You know what? It's been varying. Seasons three and four was very much like that. Five is back to more like seasons one and two. Do either of you feel like there was a disconnect? in tone or continuity by changing authors as often as they did for this? It's hard to say because I feel like it was already like that with... Uh, no, because that's why they're doing shows. I, I, I'm used to that, like that there's going, there's a known different feel. You watch shows, even things that have written, say like a Game of Thrones where it has a written... Somebody's written a story to it already and they're just adapting this game or show off of it. You know, I like that there's a change up. Some episodes are more action-driven, some are more dialogue-driven, some are more environment-driven. It depends on who's writing it, who's directing it. It's blurry in my mind, the difference between somebody who's directing the major story points yeah. 
writing that kind of thing versus somebody who's writing the different specific dialogue. dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like two different things. Yes, they're both writers, but the jobs seem different to me. I really am having a trouble, troubled time sort of figuring out how objective my perceptions are of these later few episodes, how it's I think it's been just I've spent more time with these with this series. But it really it seems emotionally to feel like that each of these like as season two went on, it began to feel more like it was two episodes plot. And like plot ended. Another two episodes plot, plot ended. And then kind of the conclusion. It felt less like a overarching narrative, but was season one just like that? And I'm kind of glossing over those little details. Yeah. There were a couple of things like there was a whole episode where the cannibals who weren't cannibals... Season one, episode two? That sounds right. Where it felt like there were two decisions which affected the overall plot, but the majority of that episode was completely a standalone. Yeah. So there is definitely wanna, pieces of that. Right? I want to express frustration with that, but I guess that's the whole point of episodic in nature, of, yeah, the, of the content being episodic in nature, and I don't know if I'm really into that or not. I always refer to... I, I think one of the reasons I liked season one better was there was a lot of what-the-fuck moments. Things that you just were so crazy and out there, and season two, it just didn't have that for me. But I had one moment, I think, in season two that I was really like, what-the-fuck. But I don't know if any of you, if you guys felt the same way too. Did you have any moments in season two where you were just like, "Oh my god, that's so crazy out there!" Like the way that they had in season one. And I can tell you what moment after. I felt that way when I hacked off Sarita's arm, just because of the Wait. speed at which I was forced to make the decision, and I was amazed at how naturally it came to me that I was going to do that. The, the, mm-hmm. So they purposely slow down time and make that what seems like it's supposed to be a half-second thought, you get, like, two minutes to think about that. Right, I understand. But just the, as soon as I personally came to understand the weight of the decision being made, it was surprising to me how quickly I was like, well, got to chop off her arm. And then I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Almost an inwardly directed one. When, what, Nate 2.0 fell off the roof. But, yeah, there's not really a lot in Season 2, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like my involvement in the story was dictated by the strength of those WTFs, you know? Maybe that's just wrong. I hated when Sam bit me. That sucked. My only what-the-fuck moment in season two was the end of episode four. So when I shot Rebecca, and then all of a sudden all the guns are just going off, I was just like, oh. And then, but then it dropped. My what-the-fuck moment was why in the world did Megan decide to shoot? I did. I shot it too. But then I thought it was going to be bigger, and then episode five was just like, oh, everybody in your group survived somehow. So I was like, okay, well, that minimizes the what the fuck of the end of episode four. So yeah, I thought there was a lot less crazy moments in season two. I wanted to bring up this point. I listened, or I watched the documentary for the Broken Age behind-the-scenes documentary. Yeah. In one of those... In one of those episodes... I think that had music by Life Formed. In one of those episodes, Tim Schafer is talking about playtesting his game. Yep. And there is one part where what the characters on screen are doing is super tedious. And the emotion that he as a game designer wanted to get across to the players of the game was that this is really tedious. Mm -hmm. And so when he playtested it, and characters were like, 
This is really tedious. I don't know if I like this game. He had to sit there and decide, well, I was trying to get across the feeling that what this character was doing is really tedious, so if it makes the player feel like this is really tedious, have I done what I'm trying to do, right. or have I designed the game incorrectly? That is a very interesting question. With that in mind, I got to the end of this game feeling like shit. I killed everyone, hated myself for doing it. I can't decide whether the fact that I was so angry with myself was a good thing that they were yeah. able to make me feel that way. Or that they just wrote it shittily and your only option was to feel like crap. Yes, yeah. exactly. I yeah, don't man. know. That's a great question. I like a sad ending, so I'm way biased towards the former. Yeah, and I think that also you didn't... Your situation was the, was the shit ending, but you could have ended up with multiple other endings. So you didn't... The way you played it ended up making you feel like shit, but you could have done it differently, right? and but, you wouldn't but, have had that. In no, the decisions I that I made, I yeah. picked everything that I thought was right. I didn't no, I like, know. That's go what, out of my way to pick something no, that that's I what I'm saying. So That's what I'm incorrect. saying. I think that they... I don't think it necessarily was shitty writing. I think it was that they made a path that could make you really feel like it was sad, like it was shit, because you chose to let Kenny kill Jane, then you killed Kenny, so you went down the path where everything was just gone to hell. But if your character or your decisions veered you in a different direction, you may not have had that. So you think that they did a good job making me feel like crap? That would... That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying they did a fantastic job. I mean, the writing could have been better, especially season two. Season one, I thought it was much better writing. But I still think that they did a... They did, I think they did a good service. I, I wish I had gotten one of the other endings. I kind of feel a little cheated getting the ending yeah, where I'm alone. Too. Where, like, it just kind of... She ends and she's in the, the herd and, put, you know, I'm like... I would have liked to see, like, either she ends up in Wellington or ends up back at the hardware store. I thought that was a, those were cool endings. And, like, you could make a decision how you want that ending to end. Like, whereas ours was just like, oh, she's in a herd and yeah, it's interesting. she's walking. I think it depends on what you want for Clementine. I want a social environment for her. But if you were, if you were a person who thought it all like Jane does, I bet mm. you'd really love the ending we got. That's true. Mm. But I'm not, I'm not like that. I did understand what she was saying and how... Being with people, you're going to get lit down, and people can double cross you. Even people who are on your side. It's a very pessimistic it's, attitude. Yeah. I find what is I find that toxic in real life. But I would never want to be alone because how do you how yeah. would you survive in that type of situation without somebody? I mean, you have to just as much as people can end up costing you your life, they can also save your life, and I think that's a risk worth taking more so than if you're on your own, where I think you have zero percent chance of surviving. I don't think I ever. God, what does Jane do? How does she react when you decide to abandon her? She's just basically calling after you, like, Clem, I did it for you. Yeah. This was all for you. I, and then she says, so like, really? I don't want to be alone. You know, you, you're right. I don't want to be alone. I want to be with you. And yeah. Oh, that doesn't feel like her at all to me. No. I felt, it felt like me. feel anti... No, that felt exactly no, like her that, because... I, I believed what she said about that she had made that choice for us. I believe that in her version of life, that makes sense. In that yeah. version of where things are really logical, you need to prove things. There's just certain 
personality types, I think, that think more along those lines. So I think she was already conducting actions for us. But if she got herself in the decision, okay, well, that didn't work out the way I planned, but now I'm just going to go off on my own, that doesn't seem like something she would be crying about. Well, I think this is the case where she's finally attached herself to someone else. Yes. And I think and you see that in the, the scene where they have the bonfire and they're passing out the rum, and you give her the rum, and she's like, oh, it's like signing a contract. She's like, oh, all right. Yep. And then she that takes is, the swig. Yeah. Like I, was, I felt like at that point, I understood what you meant before. I could feel like before that any other point, she could, and she did. She could just get up and leave and, and leave the group. But I felt like at that point, she was all in on that group. Yeah. Or at least all in with Clementine. Maybe not the full group like Kenny, but at least all in with Clementine and not abandoning her anymore. Hmm. Do you think that this game would be better as a racing game? Oh, Jesus. That's our standard question. Yeah. Uh, If you're Megan Paulson, season two already was pretty much a racing game when she wasn't checking her phone. (laughs) Her name is Megan Paulson. Her name is Megan Paulson. Yes. Season two, I do. (laughs) Brian, I I also have a follow-up question. And that is, when you answer yes to this, does it really just mean you don't like that particular section very much? Partially, yes. Okay. <laughs> but also, I think okay, that, that I also think that there would it, it would be cool to see them drive, like you know, you as Clementine driving behind the wheel. We did see that, but you only got like it two was, seconds, and then yeah, she crashes. If we'd been able to control it, that would have been way better because I wouldn't yeah. have crashed. I would have been totally boss. There's not enough fuel in this, so That's true. any racing game would end in about 15 seconds when all the cars ran out of fuel. Nonsense. You use hyper-fuel-efficient hybrid electric or cars like most race cars are now. Or universe. you know what? You get a tube well, that's true. It's a, it is and you cell. siphon some gas. You have to get out and siphon gas. The are broken-ass cars you found wrecked on the side of the road yeah, with that's why no you get, gas. So that's why you get the tube. Can you explain what a broken-ass car is? <laughs> Do you mean a NASCAR? Wrecked vehicle. Ah, got it. So, no, I feel like this game would, racing game would be pretty shitty because I agree everybody would be running out of gas two minutes in. I, I'm going to take Dude, a slightly different That makes take it better, too. And say that the physics Can you would get probably gas be terrible. So maybe it would be a foot racing game. That- oh, oh. I think that these two episodes. Yeah, give us your rating for the, ep- Jeez, for the episodes, the season, and the game as a whole. Please. I was going to say seven, but after reading the other endings, seven, five. Wow. So you're giving it a half rating better because you know that something you didn't didn't get. Yeah, that's correct. Because if I'd gotten those endings, I would have enjoyed this game much more. But you didn't get those endings. But I know that they exist. And ostensibly, if a rating is a recommendation for the people, there's a slight... Actually, it's not a slight percentage. Apparently, it's a fairly decent percentage that other people will experience that part. Why not hire? Because I don't think this is a game for everyone. For some reason... I don't want to establish character inconsistencies already so early in the podcast, but it did feel a little odd how there was long periods of cinematic and then 10 feet of walking and then more cinematic again. It felt like an odd imbalance between really deciding whether or not to commit to the more adventure game feel of season one or just fully embrace the more cinematic storytelling kind of thing. It seemed like they were moving towards as season two went on. I think there was a better balance there that could have been worked out somewhere. And to me, that was fairly disruptive. Season two as a whole felt less, it felt less cohesive. It felt less planned out as a whole. And that made me... Less planned. That's a very good yeah, and that, description for it. And mm. for me, in this particular season, that was kind of a big deal. And I think that's responsible for, I think that's in large part responsible for the rating I'm giving. There um, were very few points where I would say, 
this thing that I experienced in season three led to the events of, or episode three led to the events of episode Absolutely, five. Absolutely, exactly. So when you I think it also became clear that my choices were not that impactful. As we read in the PC Gamer review, that wasn't as true as I thought, but here's a case where my experience in the game is pretty important in it. To me, my experience led me to believe that my choices weren't that important. When you're saying you didn't think it was... It's more like a feeling. It didn't seem like each episode was really connected to the other. All well, that's what I was going to say. Did, did you feel that they just didn't have a plan from the get-go of how they wanted the whole season to lay out? Or was it just that each individual episode wasn't wasn't fleshed out enough? No, I don't I don't feel that way. I think that the, each episode was relatively well fleshed well, out. I think shaking when his it, head, which I don't understand. I think when it gets down to it, a lot of my frustrations come down to the episodic nature. If you're going to make something episodic like this... You have to sort of say that each thing is self-contained in its own way, which to me means that you're getting a less, ever so slightly less of an arc across the whole season inherently, because each thing's divided into segments. It's like taking a, like a parabola or something on a bar graph, on a line graph, and turning it into a bar chart. You just have a bunch of blocks that sort of accumulate to a curve, but it's more blocky, you know? Hopefully that analogy wasn't as terrible as it sounded. Counterpoint. Yeah. Having chapter markers doesn't make a book less cohesive. I think that it's a, ooh, this is like an integral thing, where in books there's usually more chapters, so it more finely approaches the curve. Was I think I would have enjoyed it more if it wasn't episodic. So you think if they just had, ooh, if they, if, it, if they really just had one, f just, you played the whole thing out straight. Yeah, or maybe two chapters, where you <laughs> had two major things, like the Carver camp, that kind of winds down and you escape. See, I don't, I don't like the episodic nature but for a different reason i don't like it for the way that they market the game which is that don't buy it all at once yeah like i don't mind i don't mind that they, that it's broken into episodes and i kind of like the, the way they have like next time on the walking dead or previously on the walking dead which i kind of was pissed that in episode four they actually don't the end of episode four they don't have a next time because they that wanted to keep true. The, i didn't even notice that but well because they wanted to keep it the you know a secret as to what happens with the gunfight yeah, which you still have to wait through the credits which drove me nuts but Megan mentioned that in season one you could skip the credits, which oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. And I, I feel like the credits really interrupt. Well, I don't yeah, know. I know what you mean. <laughs> the way they, they released it pisses me off. And it's just for a purely money situation, which is that right, you spend the money. Yeah, you put the high investment up front, but then you still right. have to wait. And right. if somebody waits to get the game when, say, season when episode five is released, they can buy it at a much discounted rate and then just play all five episodes all at once and still finish the game the same that's time the same you finish. With, we had this exact same argument last time, and I, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but I think that's good for development funding up front, and it's just like a lot of games with DLC, where you buy the collector's edition at the end of the year and you get a way better value, you get the game cheaper, and you get it all at once. Like, I think it's it's not even just the episodic nature that makes that true. Correct. You, you do get the, the downloadable content, but... The full game is there from the beginning. So, say The Last of Us. If I bought The Last of Us the day it came out and you it paid sixty bucks, summer. I got the whole. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I got the whole well, game. Okay, I didn't get the left behind downloadable content that you know. Say Will bought the game recently for PS4 and he got the full game and the downloadable content. But at least I got the full game. Right, this it's like if I bought it in January, I got episode one. And then I still had to wait until like I think I think August like until I got episode five. And if somebody just bought, which I did, buy it all all near, you know, closer towards the end. I think of it, then, I think of it like kickstarting a game and getting into early access. That's kind of that's yeah, not maybe a fair analogy. But it's, yeah, no, it's not. It's not a bad. I, I understand what you mean, but it's just I shouldn't be kickstarting people's games, <laughs> or I should be getting something for kickstart. Usually, yeah, when you that's kickstart, not what you're signing up for. Okay. 
No, I, no, I know it's perfectly fine, and you are signing up for it. If you buy it, then you know that you're only getting episode one, and you do get to play episode one before everybody, you know, until other people choose to buy it. But it's just that the whole point of the episodic nature is that you want to continue each episode and get I to gotcha. the final. Right, but and I mean, you could you could make that same argument about TV shows. Why would you why release it on the cable network night by night? You should just release it on Netflix all at once. Yeah, well, that's Which the I have, have made that argument before. Yeah, and people are, are people like Netflix for that reason that you can just binge watch the whole thing at once. I don't have to wait for each episode to come out. Absolutely, I think returning to my rating for season two overall seven. I don't think this is a game for everyone. No, I think it's a good game, and I think that it has a lot of moments that made me feel a lot of feelings and connection with the characters and I think there are moments where it really hits its stride and it does things really well but I think it has some stumbling points particularly in the decision on how they want to make the narrative like kind of how the game is played I definitely don't feel like it's a game for everyone who is it a game for? I think fans of the genre fans of the genre I think people that want to sort of experience new forms of storytelling that are beginning to emerge with the advent of video games reaching arguably some state of maturity Mm. Um, I don't feel like it was a good example of that, though. Really? Really? Why not? Um, it was retreading known ground and in a way which was not particularly interesting to me. Well, well, this sounds like it's getting more into your review, which I think you should go next. It seems like a scope, and I understand that the choices have been made. Choices? Yeah. I don't know. This is a hard game for me to pin a review score on. I like what they're doing with the storytelling. I'm feeling a bit defensive. Will, what are, what are you thinking? But yeah, go ahead, Will. You seem troubled. I, I give season troubled. two a one. Yeah. I give episodes four and five a point five. Everything sucks. It all sucks. <laughs> There's something in me, some gut instinct that keeps saying eight, 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 eight. Really? Eight. But I didn't like it. Ooh, interesting. So is it the and strength of the feeling you have giving you a high rating, and the type, the specific feeling you have pushing so, for a low rating? So what? So what? What in your gut is is saying eight? What do you think is the reason that you keep you keep coming back to eight if you didn't I like it? I think that it's this is the Nate side of me. I felt a lot of emotions. Ooh. Sure, a lot of them were shitty emotions. Yeah. Anger and disappointment. But emotions are and pixels, and the pixels aren't that great. <laughs> that is true. That is true. True. Like my gut, my heart keeps pushing me to that, but I just. You know, I look at my notes, and it's talking about how bored I was throughout these scenes, and I made a big point of figuring out that, oh, yes, you could speedwalk, because actually walking around in this world got boring as fuck. Is there, is the there a game you don't get bored? I, I feel every podcast, you, every game we played, you're like, I was just bored. Will has, like, the boredom factor. Yeah. But with a commitment much higher. Is, is there a game that you, that you can honestly say you were not bored playing? Ah, he can't even think I'll of one offhand. You have to come back. That's a no. That's I didn't a resounding. I realize no. that was a common thread for me. I will have to reinvestigate my. So yes, my heart says eight, but me not wanting or not actually liking this and not liking the decisions well, that it made me choose well, pushes me more toward like six. Whoa. So. So the emotions give you an explanation for why a seven made sense is really making sense to me. So I'm I gotcha. think I'm gonna go with seven as well. Reasonable. So you're going in the average. That's a so the emotions gives you an eight. The, the gameplay and story give you a six, and you're just average. Graphics were that seven. Audio was a five. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying it's interesting because you're av- that, that's a good thing to average. I'm kind of averaging my overall feelings for the game. I think I'm gonna go with seven. Reasonable. 
can I also throw in is really disappointing to me? Yeah. I feel like this should have been a lot higher. Yeah, especially after, remember episode one, we were all like, oh, no. And then episode two and three, we're like, oh, it's back. It's going to be good. I don't, I don't even remember what rating I gave that. It was probably too high, apparently. I don't know. I, 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 don't retros- quote me, but in retrospect, I think the ratings are pretty much online with what we're giving this now. <laughs> like, I don't think we were giving it eights or nines. Okay. I mean, I think we were saying it's back in that we just were okay playing it, which, I, I mean, even this, you guys are giving it sevens. I mean, that's seven out of ten. You're still, Sounds good. You're still saying it's... It's just not what I was expecting, It's above average, so it means obviously it's still a game you feel is worth playing. season one a nine. Uh, that I could... I, discussed. That I could But see. I think my feelings about that have even diminished, which is a very interesting phenomenon. That's interesting. Is it diminished because of season two, or is I it just so. in general? I think I, just, I think I just reached, like, a saturation point with this particular storytelling and this particular world. Maybe I feel like it's less special. I don't know. What about you, Brian? All right. Well, on to the rating that the only one that actually matters, which is mine. Of course. Yes. Tell us more. <laughs> oh, exalted one. So if I was going to do four and five together, I was going to say a four and a half, but I think that's a little Whoa. low. Oh, I'll go with a little bit higher. I'll go with a five and a half. Whoa. Sorry, I missed it. What was it? We're doing the only rating that matters, which is mine. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'm going with a five and a half for episodes Whoa! four and five. He started with four and a half. I wanted to do a four and a half, but I think that's a li- I think that's a little critical. Whoa! <laughs> Thanks for uh, coming back to the mic, there, I, brother. Yeah, I had to. Um, yeah, we know. We, we'll all be able to hear. It just I don't know. I it's weird because Nate didn't like episode four and he liked episode five. Did you feel the opposite? Yes. Interesting. I I didn't think episode four was fillery. I I thought it was cool that they they actually finally did something different, like with the pregnancy. Like I thought they, you know, I had felt at that point like they were running out of ideas of what to do that's crazy and stuff that like, how can we make the situation troublesome for them and something that they haven't dealt with before. And I thought the pregnancy was, they finally came up with something. I mean, it, it, it had been done in the show and I'm sure in the comics, so it wasn't unique to the whole universe, but I thought for the game it was unique. But episode five, it just, I I don't know, I kind of just was like, I don't know. I was bored with the whole Kenny and Jane fight. Every every line was <laughs> Kenny. This is your fault. No, Jane, you're yeah, the one that did this. And, and then all it was was me choosing. Stop fighting, you guys. Yeah. Keep out of it, Clem. Kenny, this is your fault. No, Jane, fight, this is your fault. In the end fight, when they were when Kenny and Jane were struggling around, did you like say things? Yeah, and I was just I like, was just stop. And I I even got in between them, and they like shoved me out of the way. That just annoyed me. It was just like either end it, don't. Or just get me out of there. But it just seemed like it was just dragging on. And I don't know. That just annoyed me. And then, the you know, like I said, the ending. I don't know. Again, maybe if we had the other endings, it would have been higher. And maybe that does go to a point on your side there, Nate, where knowing the other endings might have raised it higher. But I just... You don't want to think. I mean, I... I, I just don't know those. I don't know those endings. I've heard them. I don't know them. So I can't flat out say I'm going to give it a higher rating, though I probably, though I'll, I'll admit I probably would have given it a higher rating had I gotten one of the other endings. That's interesting. For season two, I'll go with a six and a half. I thought episodes two and three were probably, and then four, were, the middle ground was probably the best. The beginning was bad. The ending was mostly bad. I mean, I really liked season one, and I mean, again, maybe it's just tough to, you know, they had done this before, you know, they'd done all the genre and it was tough to repeat it because how do you, you know, do something new? We have this crazy stuff. And I think you know. there is a lot of that. I think there's a little fatigue and I can't tell if it's because I'm 
Yeah. My attention span for this particular creation is short or what? But Or maybe they just they just they blew they out, out the out expectations in season one and everybody was just expecting, okay, they're going to take it up an, to the next level. But they were already so high that I can't to be move too it. upset, though. I like the ending. Even with the ending I got, I do like it. You do? You do. Yeah. Really? With her walking off like that, I was just like, well, this sucks. Everything is terrible. And that made me feel like that was reasonable within this world. It was like one of those things of... Oh man, I have a lot of feelings, but it's it's completely believable, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I liked season one ending. I liked the point where you had to choose: do you tell Clement to kill you, or do you just turn? And then like, her killing you, and then seeing her walk—I just that was just perfect. And this, it just seemed. Again, maybe if I had gotten one of the other endings, it would have been different. You know, maybe especially the one with Kenny. Do I let him walk away, or do I go with him? But this, the ending I got, which is the only thing I can review off of, it just seemed like okay. I had the baby. I go into a herd and I put zombie innards on me. The very ending, like her being in the hills, I almost wish that that wasn't there. If it had just faded to black with her walking off into the snow set. You know what? That might have been better. Yeah, if she had just said, okay, I'm leaving. I keep thinking of it that way, and that's why I said I like the ending. With the herd, I was like, what the fuck? I would have preferred the game end with the scene. Her getting shot and falling on the ground? Right after that, with her scene with Lee. And then you being like being unsure dead. whether or not season two happened at all. Oh no, that that happens all the time in other shows, and you know, I uh, think it would have been I far hate, more. Interesting. I hate those endings where it's like, is everything we've just been doing for the last couple seasons Wait, garbage? And it's way? just a dream. If just because she fell down dead at that point, and then she flashed back to that conversation with Lee. Why would that mean that season two hadn't happened? If that was all, if season two was all her dream about no, what not, happened, right? I, I understand like that you that that that's what you're thinking, but I'm not really clear on how the mechanics of how that would end would imply that because to me, she gets shot, she falls down. Her one last vision before she dies is this flashback to Lee and her in the in the motorhome, and then if the screen fades to black, it's my understanding that she's dead. I'm that not, could work. I'm not. I don't. I'm. I want to know also, the logic for it being a. You could easily replay any scene from season one from her perspective that we know that we have played from Lee's perspective and then yeah. like that be the end but that's the other thing no, it, 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 the, you know when she's dreaming she went back to a part that was in the big be- in halfway in season one episode two so that means all the rest of season one didn't happen. Why do you? Wait. Why? What? I don't. I don't understand your logic, guys. No, no. Saying it, I'm not getting it. It, it. Saying that it was a dream. So, you know, when she gets shot and she's she's saying, you know, she wakes, you know, she wakes up and Lee's there and they're in the Winnebago and and he's like, oh, oh you were just dreaming. Oh, so if that thing from that point oh, has been her dream. Yes. Oh, does he say you're just dreaming when he when she? Wakes yes. Up? He said, oh, you just had a dream. But oh well, you know, so oh, oh. You, one could assume that oh that all, everything from from that point on in season one and all of season two was so just he, a dream. I would have had at the beginning of that scene at the end of this game. In season two, episode five, when that flashback begins, the first She's thing Lee been says having a bad dream. is that yeah. you've been having a bad dream. Yeah. Whoa. So, But that's the thing. If you ended it there, then it's just like all this stuff. I'm, I'm sorry for seeing critical. That. I didn't remember that. That's Other shows do that too. Where they wake up and they're like, oh, all this stuff is just a dream. And now we're, but it's just, oh, I hate that. It's like you invested so much into it. And now you're just going to tell me all of that was meaningless. Same with a sad ending with a character dying. True. Well, but at least, same way. It doesn't like at least, playfully mitigate it. But at least that's you. real yeah, that's and like a, final. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, oh, okay, well, 
We're just going to reverse gonna, everything that you thought you knew about the, the thing and start over. We're going to make your foundation of trust in us really unstable for the rest of this. Yeah, and then yeah. that's exactly. Then, then you can think the rest of everything else, if they go forward from that dream sequence, oh, well, now I can't really trust anything else going forward because all they're going to do to me again is if they get in a rut or if they don't like it, they're just going to say it's a dream. Write it out. Yeah. I feel like unreliable narratives is an interesting thing. That can make an interesting story just because... It's yeah, not think, what happened doesn't mean the story's not interesting. But I think you have to have an expectation or at least a pretty consistently volatile narrative. And this would be just one pull in the plug at the end, which would appear kind of like a wild card or a way to write yourself out of some problem. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It just seems like a lazy way an unreliable to... unreliable narrative is interesting when you're thinking about it. It just... To reset your situation because you, you wrote yourself into a block. It seems so lazy to me. And so, you know, even if you wrote something bad... Work your way around it. Make new good story. Don't just say, oh, we're, they do it with time travel too. Like, oh, well, you know, this happened, but then person X, they do it in the comics. The Flash always t runs super fast and he can do time warps from that. Yeah. Like, oh, well, all these superheroes died. Now the Flash is, in order to save everybody, runs back in time and changes everything. Well, it's just because they killed off too many characters. They didn't have enough to write going forward, so they just decided to reset everything, and yep. their stupid mechanism is dream slash time travel. So one of the things that I thought was going to happen, particularly in that sequence, which, as I was thinking about it more and more, would have been really good for this story, but didn't... not sure whether it would have fit the universe or not, is... Things like after she got shot and you heard Lee's voice, I totally expected her to open her eyes and see Lee's face looking down at her and then things clearing up and you realizing, oh, it was Mike standing over me, not Lee. I that would have been want, good. Yeah, I, I like that. always want another brother's moment with the death in that game. With the, Can uh, you explain that some more? There's a, there is a death in the game Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. That is important to the main character. And this is more unrelated than it seemed at first, but in that game, they're down on the ground and you're leaning over them. And as you grieve their loss and as you cry, the camera begins to slowly rotate around the player. And as it rotates, as it completes the first 180, as it looks back, you see that character standing before you, alive and smiling. Rotates another 180 degrees, or another 360 degrees, and he's down on the ground again, dead. So that, I think, is a great example of things, and I talked about that in that podcast, and if you haven't, one, played that game, you should play the game, and two, listen to that podcast, you should, but that is a great example of things that can only be done in video games. That is correct. And that's the, I feel like that's the kind of thing they could have used to their advantage yeah, there's so many in things this like game. That. Yeah. Go on, question, why can it only be done in a video game? Think of it okay. like, do you know who... No, this is a Escher purely is? visual... MC yes. Escher? No. He's a really good rapper. No. no. He's an <laughs> MC, dude. Escher is a guy who draws pictures... Non-Euclidean geometry. ...which look like they could work in real life, but in order for them to exist in the real world, shit has to be all fucked up. And I'll show you some pictures of this afterward. But it's a great example of stuff that can work on a piece of paper and you can mess with people's minds but just can't exist in the real world. For example, you've probably seen the picture of the stairs going up in for four corners and so you go up and then you go up and then you go up and you go up and you're back where you started only the yeah. stairs always go up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's the kind of kind of thing I'm I'm talking about. You could you can do things which don't make sense in See reality. See the bridge for reference. But I'm thinking of Inception when like the world curls up. You know, yes, exactly. Stuff like that. But that's a movie. That's what I'm saying. Yes, so, I know. But I don't think we often see that kind of stuff. We don't see. No, that, I, that I agree. Of, I don't think you often. I guess the difference. But I'm just is, saying. I think in order you to put could that, do it in other mediums. Yeah, in order to put that in a movie costs fifty million dollars worth of CG. Whereas to put that in a game, game is just, just somebody. Oh, just as change. the camera rotates. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Right. NBD. That is what this medium is built for. The, You're you have the tools the to be able is, to do this we're kind here, of thing. It's cheap, and they didn't do it. Exactly. Well, that's true. And they could have. And I think that's pretty much all and we were trying it, to say. It feels like they were stuck in there. This is going to be a TV show. Yes. That you can control. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I not. Think, I think that's this part is of a my game. beef with the episodic content. I love that they brought Lee back as a kind of a cameo. Yeah. Thinking about it, I don't know if I like the scene they picked. I don't. I mean, uh, hearing what you said. I, wow. So I, which I, scenes would you guys have picked well, instead? Well, I like kind of what you said. Maybe just she's dreaming and she just looks She looks up well, when I and thought, she just sees Lee like looking down and saying like, Oh, hey, sweet pea, it's okay. It's all, you're, when I thought you're okay now. There. But then really somebody wakes you up and it's, it's you know, I don't know, Kenny or somebody. Rather than, I don't know, when it just I seemed a weird dead, scene. I would have much preferred to see some sort of flashback. I wouldn't also, like, I would have liked it to be different, like, I think since we're from, from Clementine's perspective now, it would be cool to see one of these scenes changed, even if a little bit subtly. But when I thought she was actually dead, I would have liked to see the scene with her killing Lee. That's an interesting Like one. some flashback to that where the parallel of closure is pretty darn obvious. This brings us to the end of another awesome episode of the Emotive Pixels podcast. If you want more from us, you can find us on iTunes and at our webpage, www.emotivepixelspodcast.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash emotivepixels, or follow us on Twitter at emotivepixels. And as always, keep, keep on, on playing. playing.